Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Coming to you live from the cave, this is Straight Football Talk. Of course, I'm your host, Teddy the Bear Tate. Alongside of me here is Dallas Big D. Duke Club. How are we doing, baby? I'm back. I'm back. And I'm, I'm better than ever. I'm back. I'm always <laughs> rip rare and ready to go. And black, by the way. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm, always, I'm always wearing black. Listen, listen, guys, guys, you have to admit, I'm rocking this. I always look good. Yeah. Um, of course, we've got more new listeners. Our Facebook page is growing. Uh, our Twitter following is growing. Our social media following is growing. Um, so we want to let uh, all the new listeners know um, this show doesn't have, doesn't have a bias. Uh, there's no BS on here. Um, we're not going to say anything profane, no profanity on here, but we're not going to sugarcoat our opinions. Um, we also want you to be a part of the conversation, so please call 718-508-9883 or like our Straight Football Talk Facebook page, watch our live video, comment, share our video, like the video, follow us on all social media. Again, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, we're everywhere, guys. Yeah, and if you don't, you know what's going to happen, Ted. Running you know up in your pad. I'm going to be running up in your pad. <laughs> That's right. I will run up in your pad, guys. Um, and of course, we also want to say, you know, before we get started, we love, we want to thank everybody for the love and support that they give yes. us. Um, it is with you guys that we get bigger. We put on events that we're trying to do right now. We're still yeah. trying to push for. The Frickers event we should find out tomorrow is what we find out because uh, Jim was sick all week. And guys, uh, keep in mind we do see you guys' questions on yep. social media, and we'll answer them. We will answer them. And if you have questions, don't feel afraid to call in. Yeah, seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three or messages on on Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're live both places. It's it's very true. Watching both places. Um, and we also want to give credit. NFL.com for all the information oh, yeah. um, and insight we uh, we use um, for our show. Um, I also like to give credit to myself for looking for being, it up for, for, for being great. Yeah, <laughs> for being great in general. So should we get? Should both of us get credit? Then? Yeah, we should. Okay, we should both get credit. we're great. We are. We are <laughs> we're fantastic. All right, let's answer this call. I know who it is. It's Awesome Austin. About time. It keeps me waiting. I don't know what this deal is. Awesome Austin. Good morning. Hey guys, what's up? How are, are you guys ready for Revenge Week? Revenge Week. Revenge Week. Let me tell you something. You you, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know about revenge. You you don't even need to worry about that. Are you excited for Re- Revenge Week? Yeah, man. And I'm I'm counting right now. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's like nine or ten games this week that are revenge games. They are. Yes, they are. Um, so D, I'm excited of game, for that. I, I'm excited for yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking of the game, we got to we got to make our predictions. We got to make our predictions. And before we make our predictions, Ted, I would like to point out yeah. that I have last week's predictions, Ted. Uh, we'll get. We'll, we'll, uh, oh, you're going to talk about the game predictions we made? Yeah. Yeah. You're in the we, you're in the lead. We I'm, know. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of in the lead right now. I'm kind, of, kind of a big deal. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> So what, what's it at, Big D? We'll talk about that if you want to talk about this week. Go ahead, go ahead and get the points. Okay. So, listen, you know, 
we if we if we tally this up tally this up all the way down here, we've got uh Ted with a win with the Cowboys game. You and I lost that one and put this both one down there. Yeah. Rebound. Both of us got well, all of us got points. Ted was in the lead two one. The Eagles game is three three two three to one there. But Ted he was off to quite the lead there with the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but bounce back. Rams. Then I picked the Raiders. You guys both picked the Titans. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So go back through. The mm-hmm. first game we got um you you won. We Cowboys. got the Cowboys and the game. I got the point there. Yep. And then the next game is Eagles. Everybody picked the Eagles. Everybody picked the Eagles. I picked the Lions. He's I, the only one. I picked the Lions against the Cardinals, so that means how many points does everybody have then? I've got three. You guys have one. At that point, yes. Okay. So then the next game is the Rams. The Rams, and we all picked the Rams. Two one to one point. Oh, two to one. Then okay. Three two. Then it's three to two. For then it was three three. I tied it for the Raiders. And then no, because then it'd be three three. Austin had two. Yeah. Okay. We all picked the Ravens. So four four three. Yep. And I'll pick the Steelers. Five five two. I'll pick the Panthers. Uh, six six five. Falcons. Everybody picked them. Seven seven six. We all picked the Bills. Um, eight eight seven. Dallas is the only one to believe in the Packers, baby. <laughs> so nine eight. Six? Yeah. Okay. We all picked the Texans. Uh, so none of no points there. Nobody got a point there. But Dallas was the only one to believe in those plucky little Broncos. So then it's uh, ten, yeah. eight, six. Yeah. I we all picked the Vikings. Uh, Eleven, nine, uh, seven. And then we all picked the Texans again. Oh, Thursday, so game, Thursday yeah. night game. Okay, so put it. So hey, you're I, in the I lead want, right now. I want to challenge that because you guys didn't pick before the game. I, I went, well, the thing is about the challenge is when I actually made my prediction, it was still tied. I checked the score because I wasn't going to put in a prediction if it wasn't tied or zero to zero or whatever. I wasn't actually watching the game. I just threw predictions in there. So, just saying, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then it's 12, 10. The nine, yeah. Okay. So, no, eight. Yeah. 12, 10, eight. Okay. 12, 10, eight. Okay. So, yeah, Austin and I were too far. So, right, mark that down for today, and then we'll give our predictions now. Wow. So, what, what's, um, what's the standing at? So, Dallas has 12. I have 10. You have eight. Oh, we've wow. got we've to make some headway to Dallas. He's getting a big head over here. Well, this is the week to do it. I can tell you that. Yeah, there's, there's some, some good matchups. Games this week. Yeah, some good matchups. So, let's. Let's get these let's get these games going. We got we got the classic rivalry. Browns, Ravens. Oh that's a that's a nail biter. That's I got a nail biter I'll, I'll start it. Ravens. Ted's got the Ravens. Austin, who do you got, buddy? I'm gonna take the Ravens too. Um Pittsburgh held uh the Browns offense to what was it? Eighteen points. Ravens defense is better. It's at Baltimore yeah, I- it's it's a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, what they did to the Bears at home was absolutely disgusting. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think the Browns are better than the Bengals are. Yes, I agree but with that, too. Ravens are going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, their defense is playing out of their minds right now, and they're going to be very confident after that last game. Oh, yeah. Jets and How about that Ravens are a top defense prediction last week? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said top ten. Well, I mean, what? You know, they were playing the Bengals, so, I mean, it's kind of a given. 
And with, like you said last week, Big D, when Andy Dalton's your quarterback. When Andy Dalton's your quarterback, you can throw interceptions. That's right. Well, how many interceptions did you throw again? Four. Four interceptions, Ted? What was that, huh? Yep. Ah, man. So what's the next game, buddy? Justin Raven. Um, I guess I can start it again. Uh, this is a no-brainer. The Jets have regressed a bunch this season. Um, the Raiders will out-muscle them easy. This is, there's no contest, even the defense, um, which we'll be highlighting in fantasy this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin, who you got? I'm gonna take the Raiders as well. Uh, this is gonna be Marshawn Lynch's first game in Oakland. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. They're gonna win easily. Yep. We've got the Packers and the Falcons. This is a tough this game. is one of the revenge games. Also, we're talking about. Um, and this is at the Falcons. Yeah, it is yeah. at the Falcons. Um, man. I hate to do this again, Big D, but I'm going to have to go with a, another bird team this week. You're going birdie? I'm going birds, um, oh. mainly because they're at home. And well, my look, pick's going to surprise you, Tim. Look, look, at, look at what they did last time at home. Yeah. They won. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a nice shootout yeah, game. Think. Both teams have plenty of weapons to throw to, but I'm, I'm going to give it to the Falcons. Austin, who you got? Yeah, um, this, this is going to be the home opener for the Falcons' new stadium. There's going to be a Chick-fil-A yep. there. Too bad it's not open. No one can enjoy the delicious Chick-fil-A. But um, yeah. actually, I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going to take wow. the Packers in this one. They, uh, they looked good last week. Uh, Montgomery surprised me a little bit. I mean, I know he didn't have an overwhelming stat line, but he still showed flashes of uh, brilliance. I, I just got to yeah. take the Packers in this one. The, the Falcons, they, their offense did not look good. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be a bigger loss than what people are thinking. They didn't – Julio Jones didn't move around. He was in the same spot all afternoon. I think the Packers are going to take advantage of that. I think the Packers are going to win this one. Okay. You know, this is a tough game for me to pick, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly because, you know, how I feel about this. Uh, But the fact of the matter is the Packers, they do not play well uh, in opening new stadiums. They do not have a good record opening new stadiums. And, by the way, this is, I believe, the eighth time that they've had to open somebody else's stadium, and they've not done well. Austin's right. The Falcons' offense has struggled, but that defense is still there. Well, I mean, the the Falcons just, also played against a, a very tough Bears defense. I, I, I don't think the Bears' uh, defense I, is I don't enough think, credit. Yeah, I don't think uh, – I think it's a close game, but I think the Falcons are going to take it at home in their opening. Yeah, one thing I do want to mention, though, is, again, but the Bears' defense is something I've mentioned a couple times this offseason. And the Bears defense showed they if they can contain Matt Ryan and company, they're they're the real deal. Yeah, they're gonna, it's 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 going to be it's going to be hard. Uh, the Packers are improved on defense, mm-hmm. but they're not um, they're not the Bears defense, unfortunately. What's the next? Buddy? Bills versus Panthers. Uh, let's just get this out of the way. Uh, the Bills are having some struggles on offense uh, that are that that's not named Shady McCoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shady McCoy is doing just fine. Um, Tyrod Taylor is having some trouble with uh, his weapons around him, um, except for Charles Clay. Charles Clay, ha- Clay had a very nice game last week. Uh, so I'm going to go with Panthers, and I think the Panthers' defense is going to be a big factor in this, not to mention, um, again, Cam Newton and company on offense. This Bills' defense is good, but I think they, they, the Panthers fail. Austin, what say you? Another revenge game. Sean McDermott travels back to Carolina. I love it. Yeah. Um, I agree with Ted. The, the Bills' offense is, is it, it's it's Shady McCoy or lose. Um, but last <laughs> yeah. week, I I watched the Carolina Panthers play, and they did a lot mm-hmm. of vanilla stuff on their offense and defense because I even read that they were they were trying to 
keep it very minimal for this game because Sean McDermott knows the defense. He knows the team. He knows how it works. So I think the, the Panthers are going to open up their, their playbook a little bit today, and they're just going to wreak havoc. I think uh, the Panthers are going to win. Yeah, and something else. I like how you say open up the playbook because I think this is a, the week where they use Christian McCaffrey a little bit more. Um, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And they, they, they didn't want to, you know, test Cam's shoulder right away either. They wanted to give it a little, you know, get the rust off the shoulder. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you guys. I got the Panthers taking this game. Uh, their defense looked. I know they played. I know they played San Francisco last week, but their defense looked tight. Looked good. Mm-hmm. They held San Francisco to three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also really did a great job of containing the run game. Uh, Shady McCoy is is the big boy. He is going to get fed, but yes, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough to beat the Panthers. Uh, the Bills. They have not shown that they have the weapons to compete with these offenses, and this week they're not playing the Jets. They're playing mm-hmm. the Panthers, and that is that is going to make all the difference in the world. I think uh, Austin said it best. They're going to open up that playbook, and we're going to see a lot of package blitzes, and you know, Tyrod Taylor is going to get hit a lot. You know what's funny is Austin mentioned this last week, too, about the Bills and Jets game. So now since the Dolphins haven't played yet, the Patriots lost. So now the Bills are atop the AFC East. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? And – if they surprise the three of us and a lot of other people, um, yeah, if they beat the Panthers and go 2-0, um, that's going to be huge. That's a big one. I know, but we can talk about it. So now what's the next one? Cardinals and Colts? Uh, yes, it's Cardinals and Colts. Cardinals and Colts. So let me just, How do you feel about this? This is, this is a pretty easy, another easy one. Um, it's gonna, for me, it's going to be the Cardinals. You look at what Scott uh, Tolzheim did last week, and it made it the, the, the coaching staff decided to take him out, put Jacoby Brissett him. That gives um, the Indianapolis Colts a little more potential to win this game. However, this Cardinals defense is phenomenal. It's, gonna be, it's a tough, tough defense. Um, not to mention the Colts defense, on the other hand, uh, isn't that great? So, yeah, exactly. So you look at that, um, there's, there should be no question. I think – Guys, you need to watch out for this week in fantasy is definitely Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald, guys. Go ahead, Austin. Another revenge game. Bruce Arians who travels back to Indy. Just real quick, guys. Can you imagine <laughs> if the Colts selected Arians over Pagano a few years back? Can you just imagine well, how that team would be so much different yeah. today? It would be I mean, really it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to think about. But um, I'm also going to take the Cardinals. Uh, if, if David Johnson doesn't go down in that Lions game, I think they win that game because they can actually run the ball with effectiveness. Yeah. And I, I, Colts just are bad offense, defense. Bonte Davis is also out, so that means Larry Fitzgerald is just going to go ham today. It, Card- yeah. Cardinals, easy. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this game. Uh, I, think, I think the Colts are a team that is – they're lost. Without luck, they, right, they, right don't now. Have, they don't have a leader in that locker room. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to play better than Holzheim did. He's going to play against another stout defense this week. Uh, there's going to be turnovers, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yep. I think the Cardinals are going to win this game, and this is not a game that I think is going to be very close. No, I don't either. I think it's another, like you said, Rams and Colts. Yeah, this will be, yeah. uh, be another game in which we see the, the Absolutely, and I want to know who I want to know who scheduled the Colts. Uh, no kidding, the you know the schedule for the Colts because well, who did they make? Who did they upset? Yeah, I mean because they decided to go with two NFC West teams, and that's not good. That's uh, not fun. Yeah, so 
especially when it comes to defense. Yeah. Uh, Titans and Jaguars. Um, for me, this is definitely going to be a bounce-back week uh, for the Titans. Um, the Titans have a lot of weapons. The Jaguars defense, like I mentioned last week, uh, when we had Seth from uh, talk, uh, NFL Talking Heads on, uh, I told him that, you know, I'm a little leery of this Jags defense. However, again, I think the Titans have too many weapons. They need to get that uh, run game going with DeMarco Murray. Um, the Titans defense is also not too bad. I mean, we didn't see that against the Raiders, but, again, it was the Raiders with all their offensive weapons as well. Um, today the, uh, the Jags are also going to be without for the rest of the season. Uh, Allen Robinson, yeah. So they have to rely on Allen Hearns uh, and Marquise Lee um, as a team. Yeah, yeah, well, Leonard Fournette had a great game last week. So, again, I, I'm going with Titans. Austin, what do you got? Depending on how you look at it, this could, this could also be another revenge game because Mike Malarkey coached the Jaguars for a year <laughs> back in 2012. So, you get, if you, if you, you want to look at it as a revenge game, go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this one. Um, th- this game – I, I I have Delaney Walker on my team, and so I've I've had him on my team for the last like three years. So I watch this game pretty intently. No matter how good each team is, this team is usually kind of a, a shootout in some ways. Blake Bortles usually mm-hmm. tends to bring out the best of his offense against the Titans, and I just think that with the addition of Leonard Fournette, he, it's just going to be even better. The defense looked good. I I think the Titans don't know what they want to do offensively yet. So until they find their identity, I'm going to take the Jaguars in this one. Okay. Not so fast, Austin. All right? Not so fast. The Titans, they may have gotten outshot from the scoreboard last week, Mm -hmm. but the Jaguars, they played the Texans last week, and the Texans turned the ball over a lot. And you know what the Titans didn't do? They didn't turn the ball over very much, despite losing. And they've got a great secondary. They've got a much – I think they've got a underrated defense. Uh, they're going to come out. They're going to be hungry to win. This is a divisional rivalry game, uh, and I think the Titans are going to are going to show that they are a contender for this division this year. They're they are going to be one of the top. I'm going with the Titans. Gotcha. Next game on the on the list, the Eagles and Chiefs. Oh, it's another great game. Another uh, great game on this. You know, and this, this reason why it's so tough for this game is because um, we 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 watched the Chiefs play against the Patriots, and they they manhandled the Patriots. So. Um, but I don't think that happens this week. Uh, you know, I have Kareem Hunt on fantasy, but um, I've got I've got to say I got to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. They've got more offensive weapons. Um, on top of that, they've got a sneaky good defense. I mean, I don't know why the people aren't as high on the Philadelphia Eagles defense as they should be. Um, and again, uh, Alex Smith had a great game last week. I don't think it happened this week. Austin, we got. The Andy Reid Bowl is what they're calling it. Another revenge game. I love it. I told you guys there's a lot of them. But um, I, I I went back and forth on this one a lot. I I I despite what happened with Andy at the ending of his career in Philadelphia, I still follow him. He's still one of my favorite coaches. So I I tend to root for the Chiefs from time to time. But I, like Ted said, I think when when you evaluate these two teams, they both have good defenses. But I think the Eagles have a better offense. I think that's going to be the determinant in today's game. I'm going to take the yep. Eagles. Guys, I know what Austin's going to say. He's going to say something about Dallas is, is an Eagles fan, but it's simply not the case. If you look at this game, uh, you know, I said it when Seth from Talking Heads is on this on this show. Yeah. I don't think the Patriots are as good as people think the Patriots are this mm-hmm. year. They've lost a lot of people on defense. 
They don't have a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, I mean, Gronkowski is a glass cannon. Uh, so I'm not really impressed with the Chiefs' win over the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I like the Philadelphia Eagles going into this game. Their defense is playing phenomenal. Uh, they played great all year last year. And Alex Smith is still Alex Smith. He's going to make mistakes. Uh, and today he's going to be going up against a defense that's healthy, not a defense that's banged up. He's going to go up against a team that's got more than Stephon Gilmore in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I like the Eagles secondary against Alex Smith today. Okay. Go ahead, Austin. Also, also, guys, Alex Smith has never thrown for back-to-back 300-yard games in his career. I, I don't think that's going to continue. Also, Eric Berry's out. Who, who, so, yeah. tight end. Who's Carson Wentz's favorite target in that offense? It's Zach Ertz, right? Zach Ertz is going to make yep. plays all afternoon. I mean, Carson Wentz, uh, did you see some of the dodges he made last week? He, he's, he's like the Wentz new version of Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers guys. I mean, yeah, he, he, and, and, I mean, I also like, like LeGarrette Bunt's chances of being a big factor in this game and keeping a lot of pressure off of Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's one of the reasons why they got, you know, LeGarrette Bunt. I'm glad you mentioned him, you know. Um, He's a great blocker. He's a he's big great guy. Um, he's, a, he's a power runner, too. Um, so we're going to see, you know, LeGarrette Blount power versus the Chiefs defense power. I like it's gonna, it. It's going to be a good matchup. Uh, we've got also the Patriots and the Saints next. What? Nothing. Nothing. Awesome. Oh, am I starting off? No, yeah, you, you were saying something. Start. I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, I was just going to say that the Eagles' offensive line is a lot better than the Patriots, so I don't, I don't see them getting yeah. as much pressure today. I agree. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the game? We've got the Patriots and Saints next. Ted, how you feeling? Oh boy, who are you um, jumping in on the water with this one? I talked about this as one of the key games to watch this week. You did two zero and one quarterbacks. Yep. Um, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough matchup. It is. It is. Uh, both defenses didn't look impressive the first game. Uh, we knew we knew the the Saints defense Maybe. wasn't that great. Um, and like like you just said, a shootout is probably what's going to happen here. Uh, Drew Brees obviously can throw the football. We all know that. Um, Tom Brady can throw the football. We all know that. There's a name. There's a name ringing around in my head right now, Jed. What? That name is Michael Thomas. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think if you've got some players in the on the for in this game, uh, you need to be starting some of these players because there's going to be some good matchups for you. Yeah. Um, but I think the Patriots bounce back, and I think the Patriots take the W this week. Patriots. Austin. Who you got? This was another game. This was another game that I bounced back and forth on. Um, Drew Brees, yeah. if you guys didn't know, is three and one against Tom Brady in his career. That's amazing yes, for yeah. a quarterback as such as Tom Brady. But another revenge game too. Brandon Cooks is returning to New Orleans. Fun fact. Yep. But Tom Brady and Bill <laughs> Belichick—they're just—they're—they're they're one of the best in the league. They're going to be angry. They're going to want to get back. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots. The, the, the Chiefs' offense doesn't quite fit against the Patriots' defense. The Patriots' defense is more along the lines of a Drew Brees-type quarterback because they got Malcolm Butler, they yeah. got the Stephon Gilmore. I mean, it's yeah. going to be a shootout, don't get me wrong, but I think that one of those two guys is going to make a big play in the fourth quarter to, to boost the team in, in the right direction and to get that W. Before you say anything, um, and before, Big D, D, uh, before Big D says anything, um, again, we talked about matchups. Um, Austin's already mentioned the guy. You mentioned the guy. Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks. These are two wide receivers. You guys need to watch out for fantasy football. If you guys have them today, you need to be starting them today. Go ahead, Big D. Um, this is going to be this, – this is a game I had to toss back and forth for a yeah. while. I mean, Drew Brees has got a phenomenal record against the Patriots. 
um, and against Tom Brady. He plays very well against this team. Uh, but we don't often see the Patriots lose back-to-back games. Yeah, very uh, rarely. That's a rare occurrence. I think this is going to be a very close game, but I think the Patriots are going to win it probably on a field goal. This is going to be a very close game. Okay. It's going to be going to be a tight game, but I think the Patriots will have just enough to get over the no, edge. No, Big D, you had, a, you had some stats for us. I did. On, on the Patriots. I did. As a, as a matter of fact, uh, something to watch out for if you're a Patriots fan uh, this week. Um, if the Patriots go 0-2, don't freak out. It's true. Because the last time the Patriots went 0-2 was in 2001, and they went all the way to the Super Bowl and they took it. Yeah. Uh, one of the 15, they're one of that 12%. Uh, something to keep in mind, guys, when a team goes 0-2 to start the year, they have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. And the last team to do it uh, was the Colts in 2014. You know, something else, too, real quick. We've got a lot of viewers. We've got a lot of people joining us on uh, Facebook. Again, guys, like, share the video. Get us out there. Get our name out there. We got a lot, you know, this is actually a really good day for us. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a great day. Also, um, also another another thing, guys, real quick. Um, the Patriots, the last, I think the last four times they went 0-1 to start the season, they went on to win a Super Bowl, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I got some breaking news for you guys, too. Oh, breaking news. Texans starting left tackle Dwayne Brown said he is prepared to hold out until after the week seven bye for the Texans. Wow. So he's holding out for somebody. So, Big D, you know, big, big You're right. about that, especially when they're protecting your quarterback. Although, you know, I mean, it is Houston. It, oh, really? Good job franchise at that. quarterback at that. That's very true. But, so then, yeah. next also, game, that you... real quick, guys. Sorry, <laughs> since we're on the Saints, I don't know if you guys saw this this morning or whatnot, but um, evidently the Saints were trying to shot Kenny Vaccaro this past week. Yes. Yep. We were going to get to that with our NFL buzz. And, yeah, I mean, that's huge news. I mean, yeah, we'll, Kenny Vaccaro has been very good when he's healthy. Later, Because we've got, we've got to move forward. Uh, we've got the Vikings versus the Steelers. Ted, oh, boy, I hate to be I'm biased. On the spot. I hate to be biased here, spot, but um, as well as the um, Vikings defense played last week. Uh, they played a, a good offense. And, you know, they're going to play a, a better offense today. Um, on top of that, Sam Bradford has been having some knee issues. That, he's, that could he's come into play. Up for the game today, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, so if you're starting him, might not. I, I, I got I to gotta go with the Steelers here. I, I mean, there's not me being biased. There's too many weapons on offense. Um, and on top of that, Sam Bradford's a, a big a big. Boston, who you got? I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm Austin's taking the Vikings. Taking the Vikings. Oh, it's also at home. It's also at Steelers. Yeah. yeah. Um, listen, I'm just going to be quite clear about this. Yeah. Sam Bradford is questionable for the game. Uh, at he's the playing. end of the day, he's, he's Sam Bradford. After At the end of the day, he's Sam Bradford, and he's going to be playing up against guys like T.J. Watt, who mm-hmm. are just going to be looking to show that he <laughs> is a glass cannon, uh, just like Gronk. I'm going with the Steelers. It's really hard to beat the Steelers at Heinz Field, but it's even harder to do it when you're Sam Bradford. <laughs> so much I love Raptors, it. guys. It, it, it's even harder to do it then. Uh, <laughs> it's harder to win when Sam Bradford's your quarterback and you're not playing the same defense. My man, that's that's brutal. Uh, we got the Bears versus the Buccaneers, and one of these teams had a whole week to get ready, and that mm-hmm. was the Buccaneers. They had a whole week; they didn't even play. Yeah. Um, 
So the Buccaneers or the Bears. The um, Bears. As much as as good as the defense played last week for the Bears, um, you know they played well against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. They played great. Um, this offense looked good. You got uh, Tree Cohen. Cohen looked great. Um, they're all-purpose weapon, uh, however you want to say it, because he even took a you know did a wildcat formation, handed the ball. He's gonna do it all. Back. Yeah, he he he's literally doing it all for this offense. Um, however, Jameis Winston, an offense company, you know company. Um, there's too many weapons around Jameis Winston. Yeah. There, this defense is no slouch either. There's no, there's they, no reason. They've got some good, good offensive line too. Yeah, there's no reason to not sit here and think the Buccaneers are going to take it. So that's going to take the Bucks. Yep. Bucks. Who you got? You know, <laughs> you know where I'm going here, guys. Another revenge game. Mike Glennon traveling back to Tampa Bay. Hey, you be quiet. Buccaneers, like Ted said, they had a week. That means they had, you know, two weeks to prepare for a single team. They're going to come out guns blazing. I, I just I, – I, the Bears impressed me a little bit last week. I, I know their defense is, is legit, but I, I just don't think they're going to have the offensive firepower to compete. I mean, Cohen and Howard can't do everything for the Bears team. Someone's got to catch the ball, whether that be Marquise Wheaton or Kendall Wright or whoever. But I, I just don't think they're going to have the offensive power, firepower to keep up with the Bucks today. Agreed. I completely agree. All right, guys, I'm just going to tell you how it is. Mike Glennon is not going to beat the Buccaneers today. <laughs> all right? This is not a game where you're going to get revenge. Uh, the Buccaneers are going to take this game. Their defense is is improved from last year. They were pretty good last year. I think they're improved. They went out. They added some depth at some key positions. Uh, the only real question mark for the Buccaneers is the running back position, but Jameis Winston uh, has shown that he can he can do it all. He can throw. He can run. And he's gonna, he's gonna, his mobility is gonna be a problem for mm-hmm. the, for the Bears. They didn't have that problem of a mobile quarterback, so to speak, with Matt Ryan. They will have that problem today. I like the Buccaneers in this matchup. Plus, they've had a whole week to prepare. Um, Dolphins and Chargers are next. Man, um, you know, as much as we were just talking up the the, the Buccaneers having a week off to prepare and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this offense has question marks. You know they've obviously got Jai for the, the run game. Uh, Jay Cutler is going to be the quarterback. Um, I did see that uh, Jarvis Landry is a full go, no limitation. Um, they've got Devonte Parker. They've got uh, Kenny Stills. They've got a decent defense. Um, then you look back at the uh, um, L.A. Chargers, who have a great offense. Uh, Drew Brees showed that last week against the Denver Broncos defense. You know, and they had waited on Drew Brees. Come on, sorry guys. Philip Rivers showed that last week against the Denver Broncos. Sure, talk about Phil like that. Uh, um, Early 2000. It, 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 may, it may have been towards the end of the game where Philip Rivers came on, but he still came on and played very well. This Chargers uh, offense has a lot of weapons, just like the Miami Dolphins does. Um, and the Chargers defense is also somewhat sneaky as well. Not a lot of people are giving them a lot of credit. Um, I got to go with the. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I keep wanting to say San Diego, but I got to go Chargers. Chargers for Ted. Boston, yeah. who you got? This was another tough one for me, guys. I mean, you you look at the Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn. He was he's been with the Bills the last few years, so he knows he knows how to prepare for the Dolphins. But um, Chargers, they're missing Jason Verrett, one of their starting corners. That's going to be huge today, going up against those big corners and uh, Devonte or Devonte Parker, um, and then you got Landry in the slot. And then you got Kenny Stills streaking down the sideline on the outside. I mean, this is going to be a tough game. But um, 
I, I actually had the Chargers, but once once I saw the news of Verrett, I think that's going to be a huge blow for the Chargers. So I'm going to take the Dolphins today. <clears throat> He's got the Dolphins. Going with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. When Jay Cutler's your quarterback, <laughs> just throw interceptions. And that's what's going to happen today. Um, look, we talked about Jay Cutler making the Dolphins better. Mm-hmm. He's got more weapons. It's put up or shut up time for Jay Cutler. Yes. But yes. he is going to be going up against a stout defense and a defense that despite uh, losing to the Broncos, that's a divisional game. Uh, that's always a tough game yep. all the way around. Those are always a toss-up game between the Chargers and Broncos. That's a very stiff rivalry. Uh, they're going to be emotional. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that battled back from 20 points down to almost win that game. They're going to come out, set the tone. Chargers are going to win this game. They're going to yeah. come out. They're going to start smashing. They're going to swing. They're going to swing it. They're coming they're swinging. They're coming swinging. All right. What's the next game for us, Big D? We've got the Cowboys and the Broncos. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's, Ted, it's Ted time. Man, you know what? Josh Brown, my good buddy Josh Brown. Uh, from work, he's, he's 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 a big Broncos fan, and he's gonna hate me because this is two weeks in a row I'm going against the Broncos. Oh, Ted, um, Ted, <laughs> um, there's no reason. A little bit of Dak attack. Huh? Yeah, I mean, the 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 Cowboys showed up last week. Uh, their defense looked pretty good. Not, I'm not gonna say phenomenal or anything. Eli Manning didn't look good, that's for sure. Um, but this offense played well. Um, Zeke is still playing. I. Too many weapons on offense. It's got to be Cowboys. Austin, who you got? We lose Austin? I don't think so. He's still on the line. Austin? Go ahead, go ahead do your pick. All right. Well, I don't know what's going on with Austin, but I'm going to go ahead and pick. Uh, I think this is actually going to go the other way. I think we're going to see the Broncos' defense set the mm-hmm. tone early. They uh, they blocked the field goal for the win last week. They're feeling they're feeling confident. They're feeling hungry. Uh, Dak Prescott and company played very well against the Giants last week, but I think a lot of that was the Giants failing to execute, especially when they got in the red zone. Uh, you can't you can't just kick field goals all game and expect to win to win football games in mm-hmm. the NFL. You've got to be able to put up points. Uh, Eli Manning uh, didn't have the protection that Trevor Simeon had. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon played very well, but he mm-hmm. had the protection. If he gets that protection today against a kind of, in my opinion, still not that great defense, mm-hmm. I'm not really all that impressed with the Cowboys' defense yet. Right. Um, I think the, the Giants' offensive line just played atrocious in that game. I like the Broncos <laughs> in this game. It's going to be close, but I like the Broncos. Um, you know what's interesting, and you bring this up, is we've got a good offense versus a good defense, yeah. and a bad offense versus a bad defense. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it's interesting. That I mean, though. you look at the, the one thing I think that gives the Broncos an edge is that they've got great pass blocking, mm-hmm. uh, and C.J. Anderson and company, they were able to do just enough to keep themselves ahead in that game. Right. Uh, the defense contained what I would consider to be um, a pretty potent offense in the Chargers. I like. Let me let me let me hang hang up on him because he I I don't think he's there anymore. Okay, I'll shoot him a text. No problem. Don't worry, guys. We'll get Austin Austin back on here. Difficulties. Uh, we'll move Maybe. forward. Ted. Yeah. What's the next game, buddy? We're gonna move forward. We've got uh, the. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, we got the Redskins and the Rams, Ted. Redskins and the Rams, and this is a tough game to pick. Yeah, this, this is, is a, a good really one. tough game. This could be a good game. It's it'll be a very good game. Um, however. 
the Rams defense Ted, looked phenomenal. Ted, they did. Um, and you know what? And the guys, I just want to say either. something before we go forward. Yeah. If you don't have the Rams defense you need to and, 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 and you have the chance to pick them up in fantasy, do it. just do it. Do just it. do it because they scored 28 points last week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at what the defense did. I know it was against the Indianapolis Colts and a really poor offense. But you look at what they did against the, the Colts. Um, and then you look at how the offense clicked. They, they did very nice. And the Redskins – weren't all that great last week. No, they weren't. So, I got to go Rams here, buddy. You're going with the Rams. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to do a huge shout-out. We got Giovanni Colon on here. Thanks for joining us. Josh hey, Ogden, um, Emily Lowe, Lance Ersham, Johnny, and, we got, and David, David. and we got David Dillinger back. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of people on here, guys. We got a lot of people back. Hey, Austin's back. Austin, we lost you. You, you guys not like, you not like my thoughts? What, what the heck, guys? You 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 went it went away. Yeah, you were gone. So we need to know, Austin. Who do you got, the Broncos or the Cowboys? Well, depending on how you look at it, this is a miniature rivalry game, guys. And do you know why? Yeah, Ronald Leary is playing his former team. I know he's an offensive line. Come on, Austin. He, okay. does, he, does, he doesn't get you know he doesn't get the spot like like some of the stars whatever, but, yeah. I mean, he, he's going to be pumped for today because, yeah. if you guys remember, he was, he was you know, he was on the back burner. He was the starter for how long in Dallas, and some flashy rookie came in and took his job, and he was the sixth man on that front. He's not going to be happy. But um, sure. I'm taking the Broncos today. I'm taking the Broncos today. You guys are going against the Broncos again? Come on. Again, I'm taking the uh, – No, Lassie. man. True. The the, the the Giants put a big old stinker and it made it made the the Dallas defense look like an uh, an all pro defense guys. I I think the Broncos offense will come out a lot better than what the Giants did last week, and I think that's I think that's going to be the difference. Yeah, I, should, I, I pretty much said Quick it already. Quick question: Who's who's the home team? Um, Broncos. Don't you? Have, I don't have it. The Broncos there. are going to Mile High. Yeah. I believe I believe Broncos are the home team this week. Broncos are home. I'll double check. Yeah, yeah, it's at home. So okay, very interesting. Uh, and you know, it's tough to play at my Yeah, it really is. And I like I like the uh, the chances for them at home. Uh, I mentioned that already. But uh, Austin, you got to pick Rams or Redskins. Another rivalry game. Sean McVay playing his former team. But you know what, McVay. He's a better coach than than uh, Gruden is. I'm going to say that right now. He is. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I'm taking okay. the Rams, boys. Um. Well, we got uh, we got some comments here. Oh yeah. And, you know, uh, and Giovanni Colon. Giovanni Colon. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I picked I picked the the Eagles to do pretty well this yeah, year. Yeah, we both we both uh, did. We both did. Uh, the Rams are who I'm going with. Uh, defense defense wins uh defense wins the championship. Uh they this is this is a very, very hungry defensive front. We yep. saw them get after the Colts all game long. Yep. Um and the Redskins they they did not do well when Kirk Cousins was pressured. Yeah. In that very game. true. Uh and he's gonna be facing uh not a sneaky defense. It's a good defense. But a good defense. Yeah. A good a defense that is, is geared towards the pass rush. So I like the Rams' chances. They've got mm-hmm. Todd Gurley uh, playing very well. Uh, they've got Jared Goff surrounded with some good weapons. It'll be enough. <clears throat> yes. 
Um, and is that the last game? No. That was not the last no, game? because we've had too many rivalry games. Uh, we've got well, the 49ers I mean, and the Seahawks. Jared Goff finally has someone that could teach him up. I'm sorry, but Jeff Fisher, <laughs> he's not someone that you want to – to bring up rookies and whatnot. Tom McVay is actually a good offensive-minded coach, and it showed last week. Jared Goff had one of his better games in his career. I mean, McVay is a difference maker for the Rams. Uh, so what's the – okay, the Seahawks and the 49ers. This is uh, a no-brainer here, guys. Uh, yeah. We're just going to say it, Seahawks, it's no-brainer. Seahawks. Yeah. Austin, do you, did you want a surprise pick? Did you want to – no, no, I'm going to take the Seahawks. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to just going to tell you guys right now. Uh, Seahawks, all right? Uh, the, the Niners scored three three points in three quarters last game uh, against, the Panthers. against the Panthers defense, and they're playing Legion of Boom. This yeah, it ain't going to be a fun game uh, for the Niners. It's not going to be good. Uh, and now we have the Lions versus the Giants. Lions and Giants. Um, so – the Lions were doubted last week, um, except for by me. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't doubt. Ted, Ted, Ted called it. I didn't. I didn't doubt Detroit. I'm not going to doubt Detroit this week. Um, the, the the Giants did not look impressive at all against the Cowboys. Um, the Lions looked impressive against the Cardinals. Um, yes, they did. Especially against the defense. Against Matt the Stafford defense. thrown for four Great touchdowns. Um, Kenny Galladay. Well, Kenny Galladay, the rookie, looked great getting two touchdowns. He's definitely going to be a red zone threat. Was that, um, was that Shades Megatron? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, you know, Baby again, time. I'm like what I've seen on the Lions, so got the Lions. Austin, we got. I'm also taking the Lions with, with or without Beckham. I mean, there there is more offensive struggles than just that. They, they got a lot to yeah. improve this year. So, the Lions are the better team, I think. I'm going to take them. Yeah. Guys, it's going to figuratively kill me to say this, Mm -hmm. but in Stafford, we trust. Oh, man. Last week, Stafford proved that he was worth every bit of that contract when he threw all over one of the best defenses, arguably, pass defenses he's going to see all year. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he continues to play like that, the Lions are going to be tough to beat. Right. Uh, I like the Lions in this game. The Giants are playing lost right now. They're playing uh, we we thought that their defense was going to be, you know, top, it should be yeah. playing really well, but um, I don't think it's going to stop him today. Um, Lions. So with that being our last game, we we, we have seen your guys' fantasy questions. We're not going to leave you guys hanging. Um, we just wanted to get through the games real quick. Um, so we got Eric asking us uh, Baldwin versus the San Francisco 49ers, Tate versus the Giants. Um, Rivers versus Miami defense, Keenan Allen versus Miami defense, Alshon Jeffrey versus Kansas City, uh, Nelson Aguilar versus Cam- Kansas City. He says, I need three of the six in a PPR league. Which three would you start? The quarterback can be used in the flex. Oh, wow, that's that's very interesting. Wow, that is, never thought of that. Okay, so um, I like this one. Um, as far as Tate versus the Giants, um, the Giants still have a good defense. They still got Janoris Jenkins. Uh, a cornerback, and he's one of the best corners in the league right now. I like Janoris a lot. Um, also, you take in consideration where the Lions have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, you know, catching the ball. Um, I got to say, I'm, I think I'm going to stay away from Tate because he also has down here, should I play Aguilar instead of Tate? And I and I think so. Aguilar seemed to be a nice favorite for Carson Wentz last week as well. Um, yeah. He's also returning wide receiver from uh, last year's offense uh, for the Eagles. 
Um, so, yes, I'm going to say Aguilar instead of Golden Tate. Um, and then as far as the flex option, uh, Phillip Rivers is going to play good today. I, I almost, you know, he's a great quarterback. I don't see why he shouldn't play well today. Um, and using him at, at a flex spot would just be very interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got, I like Phillip Rivers in fantasy. He's mm-hmm. a consistent uh, performer. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins are an unknown quantity right now. We know their defense is, is decent. But if you look at the way Phillip Rivers played, especially in the second half against the Broncos, I mean, he mounted one heck of a comeback. Got his yep. team pretty close to winning that game. Uh, I think Phillip Rivers is going to come out hot. He's going to go to his – he's going to go to Keenan Allen. He's going to go to his tight ends. Mm-hmm. And he, he could have a big day today. Yep. Um, I agree with that. Austin, Not so do you like that regarding the, the Golden Tate there, Mr. Tate. I have to go get gotta, the last time, but why, why you is that? You've you got to match up the defense to the offense. Golden Tate is a slot player, so that means DRC or Janarius Jenkins is not going to line up against him. If anything, Marvin Jones and Kenny G are going to have bad games. Last week, Tate had seven or nine receptions alone. Mm-hmm. Stafford's going to look for Tate all Monday night. I mean, he's going to be the only open guy for the, for the, the Lions. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Tate's going to have a bit better game than the other – the other two guys. Not so fast, Austin. <laughs> not so fast. Too many not so fast. Not so fast at all. Uh, let me just bring this up right now. Uh, Golden Tate is very inconsistent performer. He's, mm-hmm. he's on an offense with a lot of weapons. If there's going to be anybody that's going to have a big game for this team that's not a receiver, main receiver like Kenny Galladay and the like, it's going to be Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the safety valve tight end. Uh, it's not – I'm not buying on Golden Tate at all. Uh, Golden Tate, he has been – he has let people down time and time again in fantasy. He's not a – he's not going to get you there, okay? um, and not against the Giants. I think for me, the big, I think the biggest thing for me with Golden Tate, and I mentioned it on top of, you know, like I said, Janoris Jenkins, but I think the thing is – It's very receiver. Play. It is, and he may have a big game this week, but you can't rely on him. No. That's my thing. Um if you've got a better option, I'd say go with I, I mean, with honestly, I think even any any number two receiver is a better option than him. He's, he's, on, he's got a crowded wide receiver core around him. Well, he has a lot of weapons on that offense. Well, and you saw what happened well, the with the Eagles was last week. week, was it not? It is. And, again, you're looking at – because he also asked, you know, uh, Tate or Aguilar. So, if you're going to go look at that. I would say Aguilar. I like, I like Aguilar a lot better. I really do. Um, he seemed to be a good target for Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey took a lot of the double coverages. Um, yeah. Ted, yeah. we have a question specifically for Austin that we missed, and I've got it right here. Who will have a better game today, Austin, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? That's a good question. Ooh, That's a good question. That is a good question. Somebody uh, that is David a good wants question. to know. Whoever that is, that is a very good question. But um, honestly, David I am going to say Drew Brees. I'm going to say Drew Brees because mm-hmm. you look at last week, Tom Brady didn't have a touchdown. Mike Gillisley had, what, three or four touchdowns in that game alone? Drew Brees is that offense, and they rely on Drew Brees. But regardless of Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, and now Alvin Kamara, I mean, Drew Brees is that offense. He's going to pass all over that Patriots defense. So I'm going to say Drew Brees has the better, has the better game today, boys. Ted, yeah. what do you say? Um, I know this question was referred to Austin, and you know, well, we should bounce it around. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like this question as well. I'm actually going to say the opposite of Austin uh, for the main reason of, um, 
how many weapons Tom Brady has against this poor Saints defense. You've got Brandon Cooks. You've got Chris Hogan. You've got Rob Gronkowski. And they played a tough Chiefs defense last week. Um, the Saints, who does Drew Brees have to throw to? It's Michael Thomas. Willie Sneed is still out. Uh, Kobe Fleener got a touchdown, okay? Um, they've got Malcolm Butler. They've got um, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, unfortunately for the Patriots, uh, Dante Hightower is out for today. Um, I think both quarterbacks have a great game, but with all the weapons Tom Brady has and as poor of a defense as Saints defense has, there should be no question, Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, this, is a, this is a tough one for me as well. Uh, I got to say, though, that Tom Brady's got the potential to have a better game uh, because of the weapons that he's got. I think he's going to get better protection this week playing the Saints. Um, you know, Drew Brees is always going to get Drew Brees' numbers. He's always mm-hmm. going to play well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's He's one of the most accurate passers in the league. Mm-hmm. He, he plays very well, tends to light it up. But I just don't think he's got the weapons to outplay Tom Brady today. You know, something else that Austin brought up, too, is Tom Brady didn't throw any touchdowns last week. I don't, that's not going to happen. I don't yet. see that not happening this yeah, week. Yeah, that, that won't happen this I'm week. I'm not saying it's um, not going to happen, but when you got when you got a plethora of running backs to steal, you know, red zone touchdowns oop, from oop. you, I think that should, that's something to be alarming. Adrian Peterson had well, nine snaps last week. Well, right. it is – it is something to be alarming for me. For me, the one, re- the main reason that I think Brady is going to have a better chance is Gallupoli. He played very well, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that they lost. And I think they're going to look to him a lot more today uh, to open up the passing game. Mm-hmm. They're going to rely on him. You're going to say he's, they're going to rely on him in the passing. They're game. They're going to rely on him the in the passing game. game and the running game to get things gotcha. going. I think. Uh, I, I think that's going to give uh, Tom Brady the edge. He's got a better, better chance. I think because mm-hmm. he's got. A more he's got a more defined running game. Right, and Austin, I also want to say that I wasn't saying you didn't. You were saying he wasn't going to throw for any touchdowns today. I'm saying that's going to fuel his fire to play a better yeah. game than. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. When, yeah, And and the other thing with Brady is that when Brady's played poorly, he bounces back. He bounces back, and he yeah. usually bounces back in a big way. Uh, Brady's a, a wow. Else. We've got a lot of people we, watching. We uh, we've got now we've got uh, my good buddy Jeff Lands and Todd Crew, both of them good friends from around our area. Um, we've got uh, Andrew. Love Andrew. He's a good man. Uh, just had Mary Watkins and Tommy Gaston join us. They're both good people. Hey, Glad guys. to see you guys. Um, what is up? That, anybody that watches that show is good people. Absolutely. We're, we're getting a lot of people on here today. Love it. Um, Dad, you wanted to get in some fantasy talk. Yes, yeah, there's a couple fantasy matchups I had and a couple of guys that um, um, pickups. So free agent pickups, guys. Um, I saw a couple of people um, – I'll say this, experts, a couple of experts get on there and say, all right, you know, waiver wire pickups, here we go. Well, look, to be honest with you, you should be looking at waiver wire every week. You should be looking at matchups every week, guys. Um, Quarterback-wise, the only quarterback I could really come up with that would potentially not be on a team um, that would be sitting there in free agency for somebody to pick up and would have a good matchup this week is Carson Palmer against the Indianapolis Colts, guys. If you don't have him and you've got, like, Big Ben playing against the Vikings, um, and you need to get somebody. Carson Palmer's a great one. Um, Big D, do you have any quarterbacks, or do you just like Palmer? Um, I like Palmer this week. As far as free agents go, uh, your, your your options are kind of limited right now, depending on what league you're in. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the quarterbacks that have favorable matchups this week are are going to be taken. Uh, look at uh, one one thing that I might that you might want to keep an eye on 
and I know this is going to ruffle some feathers, literally, uh, but uh, Joe Flacco yeah. didn't play too bad against Cincinnati. Right. Yep. I, I know he's going to be playing against a tougher tougher secondary, perhaps, with the Browns, mm-hmm. but uh, I think the defense gives him a lot more chances to score points. Yep. He's going to be on the field a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he might be a sneaky pick at quarterback if you've got a bad matchup this week. Awesome, Austin. How about you? As a sleeper? As a free agent pickup. Like if somebody that would be there as a free agent and then you could pick them up. To, to fill up for the week. Any position or quarterback? Quarterback. We're talking quarterbacks right now. Quarterback. We'll hit them all, but it's, yeah, quarterback. Right, right. Um, you know, it, uh, Jay Culler could be someone to to surprise some people. I mean, I know, I know, I know the whole Jay Culler hate, but you know, he he plays well in September. And like I mentioned, Jason Verrett is out of this game, so that's a hole in the secondary that he could exploit. So Jay, Jay Culler could be someone to surprise some people. Absolutely, I, that's a good one. Definitely, if, if you again, if you if you've got a matchup to where you're like, oh God, yeah, what do I, I do? Mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you've got. Uh, you know, if you if you got some of these quarterbacks, you know, if you there's some tough matchups. Yeah, because this week is 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 going to be brutal for quarterbacks. Um, next up, guys, running backs, and I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to make sure <clears throat> Awesome Austin and Big D get theirs, and um, but I have mine ready to rock. Uh, obviously, with David Johnson going down, this is an obvious one. Kerwin Williams, um, yeah. you know, and you, I, I want to say this slightly, take it with a grain of salt, because. Uh, Kerwin Williams may not perform all today. They did pick up Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson knows this offense already, um, and he may come out big. So it's kind of a wait and see. But if you've got a spot, uh, if you have David Johnson in your reserve and you need a filler, pick up Kerwin Williams. Save him, though. I wouldn't start him just yet, but he could be an option you want to hold on to. Um, Another one is Tart Cohen. uh, Had a great game last week, if you guys haven't heard. He's a dynamic pass catcher. Uh, and as a running back, he broke off a 46-yard touchdown run. Um, and something else we talked about when we were doing our draft grades about Cohen um, is he's 5'6", and he's 100, about 180 pounds. Uh, so he's little, but his size didn't limit him. He no, played phenomenally. He, he did. He's a Darren Sproles. Ted, this was a pick you and I agreed on. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara yep. uh, for the Saints. We talked about the Saints being in flux. He had 50% more snaps yep. from the line of scrimmage. Uh, for the offense, then both Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram combined. Uh, combined. Yep. I think he's going to touch the ball a lot yeah, today, I mean, especially against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Could be a he, he, he's, a, he's definitely the pass-catching option for the running backs. Um, and I actually picked him up in one of my leagues. Um, Could be fighting this out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I do like uh, Alvin Kamara a lot. Uh, awesome, Austin. You're up, big guy, for running backs. I just want to comment on, on... – Big D's pick of Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's going to be the new Reggie Bush and Darren Sproles of that offense. And you look what those guys did for them. So yeah. he's going to have a big year yeah. if he can continue that. But uh, I'm going to double yeah. dip here. I'm going to give you two names here. First one I want to say is uh, Terrence West. He, he didn't get drafted in a lot of leagues. And now with Danny Woodhead out six to eight weeks or however long he's going to be out, Terrence West is someone to look to because they ran the ball, I think, 40-some times against the, the Bengals last week. West is getting a lot of volume of touches. And he is someone that you want to, you you know, if, you, if you're a volume guy and you want someone to get touches, he's going to be uh, someone to pick up. Uh, my second Absolutely. guy is Marlon Mack. Marlon, Marlon Mack, Mack of the yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Frank Gore yeah. is, is 
pretty much going just the straight running the ball. Marlon Mack is uh, someone for PPR leagues that you can do, and he's getting comparisons yep. to like Joseph Adai for the Colts. So he, he could be <laughs> someone to look at for you know a sleeper. Um, yeah, and I, I like the Terrence West one a lot because yeah. Danny Woodhead being hurt uh, that just gives him more uh, opportunities. And again. They need a run game. They can't just rely on Joe Flacco and the receivers. Something, something I want to bring up in regards to uh, Austin's pick of Terrence West, which I absolutely love, uh, is that the Ravens have outright said this year they're committed to running the football. Mm-hmm. So you know that Terrence West is going to touch the ball a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know that they can't rely on Flacco to do everything anymore. Right. Uh, they they want to. They're minimizing the opportunity to throw interceptions. Minimizing the opportunity. To uh, to make mistakes. I like Terrence West as a pickup in your league. If you don't have a running back or you have a bad matchup this week, Terrence West should get a lot of touches against the Cleveland Browns today. Yeah, very true. Um, next up, we've got wide receivers. Um, awesome Austin and I are going to uh, agree on quite a few of these. Oh, man. I already know what's coming with this first one. Uh, first one's going to be Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Um, if you're like Awesome Austin and I, though, we've already drafted these guys. <laughs> or this guy. Guys, um, probably Cooper Cup is not available in your league at this point after his first um, if Cooper Yeah, Cup I mean, if he's available, you go get him now, guys. I'm telling you. Yeah, I have yeah. been on this guy since day one. You can ask any of my friends. Yep. I love this guy. Cooper Cup is amazing. He's MVP in my heart already. I love this guy. Go oh, pick him my up. God. Yeah, so last week he had four, four or six catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we talked about his production in the preseason. Great. Uh, he had great production in the preseason. We wanted to see if that transitioned over in the regular season. Um, they, played a, they played a mediocre Colts defense, and it transitioned, guys. But you know what, Ted? One thing that is important to note is that Cooper Cup is going to get you points in a, a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a special team specialist as far as return goes, mm-hmm. uh, and he is incredibly fast. He's got great elusiveness. He's got great on-the-field awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have – if Cooper Cup's available, I agree with Austin. You jump on that right now. You yep. dig in tight, and you don't let go. And another, and another wide receiver, another rookie wide receiver, that if he's, he's available right now, Right now, you go grab him. You, you do this. Um, Kenny Galladay, yes. four catches for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Um, like you, we had mentioned earlier, a possible Megatron-esque option for Matt Stafford. Um, he looks good he, in the red zone. He's 6'5", 6'6". He, he made two very phenomenal touchdown catches mm-hmm. against a tough Arizona defense. And he's playing the Giants today. He's going to have opportunities today to make plays. He is a, night, he is a matchup nightmare for corners. He, he's big. He's got some speed. Yeah, tough. This yep. is a pick that oh that I picked right here, Ted. Um, the next one up is Alan Hearns. He had three catches of five for 45 yards. Um, and obviously the news is Alan Robinson is out for the year. So another t- guy to look out for for your free agency pickup is Marquise Lee. Yep. Um, mainly due to Alan Robinson. Marquise Lee also last year uh, got a ton of receptions. Yeah. Played very well for the Jaguars. So again, Alan Hearns and Marquise Lee to watch out for, guys. Um, awesome, Austin. You got any wide receivers for us? Yeah. Uh, are we doing this overall or today? Free agency. Oh, today. It, 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 yeah, this is for today. Okay. So or I just want to add a couple of things. Also on the Cooper Cup thing, they're playing the Washington Redskins. Look who had a huge yeah. game against them last week. Slot receiver Nelson Aguilar. Cooper Cup plays the same yeah. position and, in my opinion, is better than Aguilar. So he could have an even better game today against that Washington Redskins defense. Uh, Kenny G, mm-hmm. I like him. I do. I think he's someone you should pick up and stash on your bench, but I just don't like the matchup. I think Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie is better than the Cardinals' number two corner. So 
I think mm-hmm. matchup-wise, Kenny G might be a touchdown reliant receiver for this for this week's matchup. I don't think he'll get you a lot of receptions this week, so he's right. more of a bench guy for me this week. Um, Hearns and Lee, if you had to pick one, I would go Marquise Lee because he did lead the team last year in targets, receptions, yards, everything pretty much. Yeah. So I would I would target him for that one. But um, for today's matchup, I, I, I already mentioned him, but Nelson Aguilar, he is a good pickup for today. Um, yeah. You have to look at the slot position. Marcus Peters is going to lock down Oshlon Jeffrey. It's just not going to happen for him again today. Uh, Torrey Smith, he's more of a deep guy. They tried to force the ball to him a couple of times last week. They'll probably still try to do it today. But Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz are the guys that are going to do the most amount of work today for the Eagles in the passing game. Yeah. I have one more sneaky pick to throw in there. Sneaky pick, uh, you know, I'm going to go with Cole Beasley. If you don't have a receiver, you need somebody, you got injuries, you got bad matchup. Uh, despite the fact that the Cowboys are playing the Denver Broncos, Cole Beasley has proven time and again to be a favored re- favored target for Dak Prescott. He was targeted, I believe, six times last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to get more targets I think, today uh, with, with I, the I, secondary that he's playing. I think he's he's going to get targeted quite a bit. What's that, Austin? I agree. I agree. I also have one more. I just I just saw this. I just looked at my little notes here. Um, Jermaine Curse for the Jets. I know he was he was no, a, he was a late he was a fourth season or preseason trade to the to the Jets. But uh, last week he had he had a, quite a game, a sneaky game, and I think he's going to emerge yeah. as the number one pass catcher there. And we we all wanted to wait and see who it was. I think Curse is going to be that guy. He's just been you know foreshadowed in Seattle with the with the running game and Doug Baldwin and whatnot. But the Jets they're going to be they're going to be down in a lot of games, so he's going to get a lot of garbage time stats. Yeah, absolutely, and I like that. I like the Jermaine Curse one too as well because uh, we've seen the Raiders' defense. I mean, last week they played well, um, but their secondary, the yeah, their secondary hasn't performed well in uh, recent history. So again, that's another good matchup I like too. Um, now we're gonna move on to tight ends, guys. Um, Charles Clay, um, awesome, yeah. awesome. I know you had him as a bench for playing or bench him, but if he's a free agent pickup right now, um, he had four of nine targets for 53 yards and a touchdown. Tyrod Taylor is looking towards Charles Clay. Um, and right now the receivers aren't playing where they need to be playing. Uh, do you like that pickup? I mean, even if it's not just for today, for the long haul. I, I do like that pickup. I mean, I mean, I know after the game in the, in the, in the pre-game of last week, uh, Tyrod Taylor said, hey, I missed this guy. Because last year, yeah. Clay would have huge games, you know, 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. And the next game, he come out with a big old donut, gets you zero points. He did that multiple times last year. This year – it's a little different. They don't have quite the offensive threats on the receiving end. So Charles Clay is someone you should add, but I just don't like the matchup this week. Right. Um, another tight end we have here is uh, obviously, again, no bias here, guys. This but, was my pick, to yeah. be fair. I picked this. Uh, Jesse James. Yep. He played phenomenal last week. He was 6 of 8. He had 41 yards, two touchdowns. If you're in a PPR league, you need a tight end. Uh, Big Ben likes his tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes to throw to him. Just ask uh, Heath Miller. Just ask Heath Miller because the numbers that he had when he was in Pittsburgh were phenomenal. He was a consistent performer. Yep. Uh, I like Jesse James, not just for this week, but in the, down the line. Well, and, a good pick and I think, you know, the Vance McDonald trade acquisition that the Steelers made uh, woke Jesse James up and made him play better, um, you know, made him play harder. And, you know, last week he had six of eight catches, 41 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, that's a little reliant for on touchdowns. But, you know, if you had him a PPR and you take away the two touchdowns, 
uh, six points for the each reception, and then 41 yards, that's four points. Ten points at your tight end, that's solid numbers. Still, that's still, the, still good pick. And then you add the two touchdowns on top of it, that's that's a great week. Um, the next pickup, um, it, it, I, I dogged on him last week. Yeah. I did. But um, it's Kobe Fleener. Five catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Um, unfortunately for Kobe Fleener in the past, he's been, you know, a sleeper pick, and everybody would talk about him. And, again, I dogged on him last week. But, hey. He performed last week, got quite a few points for you guys in PPR leagues. And if he doesn't get You know, the one thing I want to say about Kobe Fleener is uh, he's going to have to play like that for the Saints to win football this year. They don't have enough weapons on their offense. Kobe Fleener is going to be a guy that they're going to be relying on Absolutely. a lot more. Uh, but we have a, we have a question. Okay, hold, on, hold on. Awesome Austin's got to get hey, this for tight ends. Yeah, can, I, can I add one more tight end real quick? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I just want to mention Jared Cook. I think he's going to have a good game. And uh, you can tell yeah. last week, he, you know, Derek Carr looked at him a little bit. So I think Derek Cook, Jared Cook could be someone to potentially add. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get to those questions on here, guys, we're going to just get through um, our defenses that I have picked up for you guys hey. to pick up this week. Um, first defense is an obvious one. Uh, I just do- I just kind of not dogged on them, but I kind of downed them a little bit. Yeah, but, I'm gonna dog them. But the Raiders defense versus the Jets. The Jets offense is looking very mediocre. Um, there's no reason if you have a tough matchup. Um, again, let's say the Vikings defense versus the Steelers, right? Or the Patriots know. defense versus the Saints. the Saints. Um, the Raiders defense could get you by this week against a, a poor Jets offense. Yeah. Um, when in doubt, pick pick the team that plays the Jets. Yeah. Um, but I, I like another defense, Ted, mm-hmm. and that defense is the Lions. Yes, the Lions played very well. Uh, they, they harassed Carson quite a bit. Carson threw some interceptions. Uh, and they're playing Eli. Mm-hmm. And Eli was harassed all game against what I would say is not as good of a defense. The right. Cowboys are not as good as the Lions on defense. I think they don't have the same amount of talent, especially in the secondary. Uh, so I like the Lions defense against the Giants. Absolutely. And another almost obvious pick, we just talked about the Bills offense being a little um, uh, not mediocre, but the wide receivers aren't performing. Only Shady McCoy is performing for this offense right now. Um, and it's the, so it's the Panthers D versus the Buffalo Bills, guys. Um, very excited to see what happens here. See if the Bills D, um, or Panthers defense can shut out Shady McCoy. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. We've got, But now we've got questions, Ted. We've got questions from our fantasy, from questions. Our fantasy yeah. questions. So let's go Heathrow first. Uh, needs expert advice on this. Who should I start in my two PPR league running back spot? Rick Cohen, Mike Delisley, Jaquez Rogers, or put them all in and put pull out as my flex. Well, I think I think I think Tarik Cohen has to be considered here for sure. He has to go in either your running back spot or your flex spot. Uh, Heathrow, um, he was the all-purpose back last week. There, you know, and Mike Glennon even said the secret's out now. Uh, they're going to want to use him again yeah. um, for the Bears. Uh, Gillisleeve, he had a great week against the Chiefs defense. Um, there should be, there's no reason why you shouldn't be starting Gillisleeve. Um, as far as Jaquiz Rodgers, um, I'm not buying. Him. I, I would, I would hold off on Rodgers. I think. Yeah. Um, I think Jeremy Macklin at your flex is a great, great spot yeah, to have. Right. I mean, that's you know uh, the number one wide receiver for the Ravens. Joe Flacco is going to look his way against the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, I. Yeah. I'd keep out. I'd keep out Jaquez Rogers. Next question up from David Dellinger. Thanks again, David, for, for following us and, and and being so active in our questions comment. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Uh, O.J. Howard, Witten, or Jesse James today? That's tough. Um, you know, 
I'm going to kind of counter argue myself here. Uh-huh. I'm going to go against uh-huh. myself a couple times here, but um, with OJ Howard, I'm going to hold off um, with him just because one, I think the main reason is because he's a rookie and that sounds stupid because Tart Cohen is a rookie. Um, uh, Kareem Hunt is a rookie. You know, you get those guys in there, uh-huh. but Jameis Winston has a lot of weapons. Okay, O.J. Howard is the right now the number two tight end technically right. behind Cameron Brait. Um, you've got Jason Witten, who is solid almost every week um, and has been solid for his whole career, his yeah, all-pro all career. Reliable. Um, and then you've got Jesse James, who had a great week last week. Big Ben likes his tight ends. Um, if I had to pick for sure, uh, like a definite one, I think I'm going to go Witten. I think the Broncos defense is going to kind of shut out Des Bryant a little bit. They're, it's going to be a hard matchup. I got the Cowboys winning this week, but you've got Des Bryant uh, pulling some um, looks. You've got Cole Beasley going to pull some looks. You've got Terrence Williams. Jason Witten's going to get open. Um, Jesse James is going to be going, going up against um, the Vikings defense, who's been playing phenomenally. Um, I just, I think for me, it's, I think for me, it's all reliable. This, this is, yeah, this is a tough one, uh, David. I got to go with uh, Jason Witten though. Jason Witten has proven consistently, time and again that he can get catches, that he can make the big play. Uh, he's going to do that again today. He's going to have to do that again today for the Cowboys to have a shot. Uh, Dak Prescott is going to be going up against a very stout defense, probably the best defense, if not the best defense he's going to face all season. Yep. Uh, you go to the go-to guy in this situation. Uh, Jason Witten will be the guy that he goes to. Mm-hmm. I look for him to get a lot of catches today and a lot of targets. Mm-hmm. So Jason Witten's your pick. Okay. And he throws says thank you. Um, awesome, Austin. Who do you have? O- who would you pick? O.J. Howard, Jason Wynn, or uh, Jesse James? Uh, I, I got to go Witten. Um, I, I don't like the matchup, but between those guys, Jesse has arguably a, a worse matchup. And O.J. Howard, it's his first game. He's a rookie. Cameron Brait's still there, and they, they, they want to feature Cameron Brait still. So until I see O.J. Yep. Howard emerge as the favorite, I got to go with Jason here, exactly. Jason Witten. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and the thing, the thing that I like about the Witten pick, mm-hmm. too, is it doesn't matter how many weapons the Cowboys have had in, their, in the past seasons when they've had Witten. Witten has been a consistent performer for the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people will say, well, they've got Des Bryant, and they've got Cole Beasley, and they've got Ezekiel Elliott. But that doesn't matter. Witten has proven time and again that he can deliver. Uh, he's going to catch. T- he's going to make touchdowns happen. Right. He, he's a guy that can is a move the chains tight end. Uh, he's the guy they look to on third downs, and the Cowboys are going to find themselves on third down quite a bit this 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 game. I think. Right. Uh, so you're going to see him him get targeted quite a bit. I think. Awesome, Austin. We want to thank you for coming on, buddy. We help. We appreciate you coming on, giving your predictions, and of course, some fantasy advice for everybody. Um, we're gonna let you go because I do believe we do have Michael Cole on the other line, so we gotta we gotta move on here. No, yeah, no problem, guys. Thank you, and we'll see how today goes. Good luck in your matchups. Go teams. Yep, you too. Like, we'll see you next week, man. It's me and you, Austin, yep. this week. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, you just hung up. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. And... This is Straight Football Talk. I am Teddy the Bear Tate. Dallas Big D, Duke Club beside me here. Is this Michael Coe? Uh, yes, I'm on. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Michael? Oh, uh, man, I'm making it. Still doing after Good. the hurricane. Uh, Irma, we're making it down here. Good. I'm, I, you know, I actually have some uh, friends in, um, that 
have families and stuff down there. So I've been kind of not in the know, but, you know, been hearing updates on uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Irma. Is everybody all right uh, for your for your family and friends, though? Um, everybody's doing um, better. I mean, uh, a lot of the power is still out for most, uh, most of the state. Uh, thankful, thankfully, we have power now, but a lot of our friends and some of the family don't still without power. So, um, you know, just kind of – Trying to make sure that everybody's good on on all ends, and um, you know, my I have a little niece that's five years old, so um, they canceled school, but you know, she still needs the things that she needs. So everybody's kind of um, coming together to help out. Absolutely, and you know, that's the we talked about this last week on our show. Um, it doesn't matter what race, religion, any and none of that political affiliation. It doesn't matter when when disaster happens. You need you need you need each other. You need to stick together. It's all about helping your fellow man out. Well, oh, yeah, 100%. I, I would extend past that and say we really should be thinking that way all the time. Yeah. But, um, you know, unfortunately, it, doesn't, it, work it doesn't work that way, obviously, all the time. But when uh, when the chips are down and we, we face adversity, we got to band together. And, and this is definitely one of those times uh, where you just really feel for the people that are suffering. You know, we, we talked about the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey uh, and the impact that it's had. On, on that part of the country, specifically Houston uh, and the surrounding area. But it's just a shame that we're seeing so many of these uh, devastating storms this season. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and what, what is the update on um, Hurricane Jose? Is, uh, has that hit or – um, it's still in uh, still in line uh, to come here, so I'm crossing crossing my fingers and saying an extra couple prayers that it doesn't. I'm actually getting married in two weeks, so I like for it not to come this way. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but you know that that the projection is for it to be here, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we hope everybody stays safe. And like Big D just said, congratulations on getting married a couple weeks. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Not no a problem. problem. Well. Mr. Coe, you want to go ahead and get started with the, with your interview? Oh, yeah, let's go. All right. Um, yeah. We're going to start back in college here. We, we talk NFL, but I want to start back in your college days. Um, you started out in uh, Arkansas, correct? And then you transferred correct. to Alabama State. Was that, was that due in the part um, your uh, father being the head coach at Alabama State? Uh, I had something to do with it. I wouldn't say uh, the majority of reasons it had to do with it, but um, it was a great opportunity to, you know, just really connect uh, with my father playing there. Um, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he was a coach. He was a player um, all of my life. So uh, that was probably the most time we got to spend together uh, when I got to play uh, for him my senior year. Right. Um do you think that hindered you? Got you were drafted in round five in the 2007 draft. Did, do you think that hindered you transferring to Alabama State? I know you probably don't want to, you know, say what the you know dwell on the what ifs, but do you think you would have been drafted higher staying at Arkansas? It's a little bit uh, more of a more prolific school. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that year mm-hmm. that we were we were really good. I was uh, that had been my third year starting at, at Arkansas. I started as a sophomore, so um, we got. Um, uh, I would say we had Gus Malzahn that came in, uh, offensive coordinator, and we had a new Deke Fortson coordinator the year before. So, um, needless to say, there was a, there was a lot of egos there. Uh, but uh, with the, uh, we were going to be good no matter what. Uh, we had that was I think the most of us been starting for about three years. So 
I mean, Jamal Anderson was on that team as a first-round draft pick. Chris Houston, Peyton Hillis, McFadden, Felix Jones. I mean, I mean, we had three running backs that played in the league for a while. So at that at that time, and uh, most of the, everybody kind of knew we were going to be good. So the only thing that it, it stunk is that I left with a time that everybody knew we were going to be good. You know, um, our inside linebacker yeah. I think was a All-American, second team All-American, uh, Sam Alajabutu. So we had a lot of studs, but it's just we had a lot of experience at that point when we first started. Um, we had lost like a Mike Carroll, Matt Jones, Cedric Cobbs. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a lot of those guys, but that was Ken Hamlin yeah. had left early. Sean Andrews and Jason Peters both left early. So we had a lot of void void uh, on that the next year's team because a lot of the juniors, redshirt sophomores left. So that being said, um, you know, it took us a year or two to kind of get our, uh, you know, get everything under under our belt. And I moved from receiver to corner, actually. So um, that going into my senior season, everybody kind of knew that it was going to be our year. So maybe maybe on the outside looking in didn't, but we definitely did. Right. Um, and I, I just mentioned you were drafted in round five, uh, 2007 NFL draft, 10 years ago. How much right. different is the draft from just <laughs> 10 years ago to today, you know? Um. Huge difference. I think we were the longest draft in history that year until they split it up into three days because it was just uh, one through three and then four through seven. So I mean, so much has changed with the with the rule with the rules uh, with the concussion. Um, uh, just even OTAs. I, when I was playing and uh, my first two years, we hit during mini camp. Uh, you know, OTAs were padded practices. So. <laughs> Not even to try to sound like one of the older guys that played, uh, you know, guys that played in the 80s and the 90s, but it, that's how it was. So it was a, it's a right. lot different. Um, I think my year four, I think that's when it kind of changed year three or four when we didn't have to have padded practices. And I remember my my first practice, uh, my first year going through that, I was like, man, this is what the NFL is like. I mean, we're hitting. I was like, man, I, <laughs> you know, like it was so early, though, you know, it was uh, right after draft in April, May, I think, and we were already starting to hit. So I was like, wow, you know, it's just a big adjustment. Um, but, you know, it's it's a it's a lot better. Uh, you know, once you get to become uh, a professional and a lot of guys, because they get drafted, they're professionals, and it's you're not. Um, you have to learn how to be a pro. And I think that's the biggest thing nowadays because of the new CBA, you haven't allowed allowed for that growth. Um, things that are happening with these young guys wouldn't happen when the teams that they had veterans, they just kind of show you how to be a pro. And um, I think that's the biggest thing that I start to see my last year, the the respectfulness or the, I want to say humbleness maybe for some of the young guys, they came in more right. title that they need to be doing this and doing that. And, you know, you just don't fall in line. Um, boy, for me, I was um, blessed to be with Coach Dungy and Peyton Manning, Bob Sanders, just a lot of guys that were, humble guys, and you just had no choice but to fall in line because of what the structure was. So, I mean, it's a, it's a lot different now. You, we more cater to the younger athletes as opposed to having the older vets kind of show you the way. Right. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, you were you were with the Indianapolis Colts when Peyton Manning was there. Uh, you you were with Eli Manning. Um, you were with some right. really prolific guys. Who Who came to you? Who took you under their wing and helped you grow as an NFL player? Wow, I would think – I'd probably say more when I was with the Giants. I think that um, that culture there was uh, – kind of everybody does there. I know it's, it's <laughs> kind of a cliche, but everybody kind of looks out for one another from the D-line, the linebackers, and the secondary. We all were kind of uh, pretty close. Um, 
very intentional on building relationships there. So I don't know if it would be just one one person. Um, I mean, I think most of the DBs are probably closest to the defense alignment with uh, Tuck and OC and um, Kiwanuka. Um, I know those some of the guys that I were close to. Um, it, it was actually a pretty good uh, brotherhood on that team, to be honest. I mean, that's why you win two two Super Bowls in four years with the the kind of people that um, that this starts that culture. You know, all looking out for each other. So. Um, I wouldn't say just one person. Uh, it'd be kind of hard. Um, I know the guy who had a big Im- impact on me, I would say, was Bob Sanders. I would definitely say that um, he's probably the most underrated player and probably the, uh, I don't know, it's hard to say the best defensive player I ever played with, but I mean, he was really special. You'd, you'd watch games and you'd just be like, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even playing on the same field with him is just, is just wow. You know, so that 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 guy, he definitely had a big impact on me. I think um, the way he played the game was contagious. It was infectious uh, for everybody. Uh, if you got a chance to play with Bob, he just played the game like it was supposed to be played. You know, with just high level IQ and reckless abandon out there. And it was, he was a great great teammate. Yeah, I mean, and and it's great that you know all those guys can come together as a team. That's, I mean, that's how that's how you win a Super Bowl. I mean, yes, you need to have the NFL talent, you need to have the super the studs, but coming together as a team, having that chemistry, it's it, a lot of people don't realize how crucial that is. Oh yeah, that's, that, that's the that's the probably biggest thing. Yeah. Oh no, I was just agreeing with what you're saying. That's the biggest thing. I think people mm-hmm. think that because you have this kind of talent or that kind of talent. Um, Spread throughout that automatically equals championship, and it and it doesn't. Um, it's it's it. I, it really has to. It starts up top, and I, I've told many people that. That's why uh, Coach Coughlin was uh, one of the my favorite coaches I ever played for because uh, he had everything. He he writes the ship. Uh, I mean, from the from the top down to the community service, everything is done on time and order. Um, there's never, you know, uh, not a I dotted or a T crossed. And those people don't, I don't think, um, really pay attention to the little things. And um, so I think once you have that kind of structure, the people fall in line, and they, it's easy to grow that way. You know what your, you know what your expectations are. You know what you have to do, and then you just have to, um, you know, fulfill those obligations. So uh, Coughlin definitely sets the table, uh, and and people respect that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, now. We're going to get to the – you guys winning the Super Bowl here in a little bit, but, you know, where the uh, Giants are right now, uh, losing the first game of the season. Um, who in that locker room that was there when you were there – I know we're going to reach back a few years, but who in that locker room is getting the team together, getting them to, you know, hey, guys, we, we've got a long season left ahead of us. Um, we're, you know, we got to come out and win today. We're going to get the W. Who, who's being the leader in that uh, locker room? Um. It's not many guys left that I was <laughs> that I was there right. after the second Super Bowl. They kind of, you know, year by year, about three or four guys were gone. Um, I think uh, Eli is definitely that voice. Eli, uh, I don't think people realize, but he's always been kind of that voice. You always call him Easy E. Um, he was just he was just like the calm in the storm when things are going crazy. He, he was always just just nice and steady all the time, and. I, he's definitely that guy. Uh, I think before when um, when we was on the team, you just had a lot of leaders. It wasn't just, I would say, a leader, like from Entrell to mm-hmm. Tuck to Bradshaw, Jacobs. I mean, it wasn't 
those guys had a lot of respect and a lot of the guys that um, they respected a lot of other teammates. So it was easy for even the, if you're not a tuck or a human, you um, if you guy that uh, just had something to say, your voice was heard, your, your opinion was heard because we all were on the same page. So we had this mm-hmm. thing where we kind of act like we're dropping our egos at the door. when We watch film and we had a bucket to drop our egos in the bucket. And that's how, that's how camaraderie really started there. So, you know, um, I think now at this time, E is definitely the person that has to be that voice. Um, I think the biggest thing with leaders, you have to, um, you, you have to empower other leaders. You know what I mean? You can't just be one person. So um, E definitely has to do, do that. You know, he definitely has to empower other guys to come up. You got to, other guys have to step up. Absolutely. Big D, you had a question. Yeah, Michael, we, we've we've heard it for years. We've been hearing it for years. It's a passing league. Mm-hmm. It's all about the quarterbacks, all about the receivers. But cornerbacks and safeties, you guys have got one of the toughest jobs in the NFL, and that's containing some of the fastest human beings in the world and preventing, for them, preventing them from making catches. Tell us a little bit about the challenges you faced playing against some truly pro- prolific wide receivers for the time that you played in. You You played against some tough ones. Uh, and not limited yeah. to, and not limited just to the Super Bowl, because Tom Brady had a lot of weapons in the Super Bowl. True, uh, but you guys, right. you guys had to play the Dallas Cowboys twice a year. You had to play the Washington Redskins twice a year. You had to play the Philadelphia Eagles twice a year. So you faced a lot of talented offensive players. Yeah, the the biggest thing, and I try to help when I talk to a lot of the high school kids coming out. It's um, and the college kids just to remind them uh, at a certain time you have to learn how to play above the neck meaning that it can't just be solely based on your athleticism and how fast and how quick you are. Um, Those guys that if you're in this league longer than a couple of years, uh, those those players are definitely smart. They're not just athletic and they're not just quick and fast. There are a lot of, there are a lot of other things, a lot of intangibles. So in order to compete with that, you have to be, you have to be smart. And I think that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest key because at this level, a lot of people, um, are like I said, they're big, fast, strong. Um, a lot of guys anticipate well, but you have to be on that extra level to make those plays, especially on defense, because you have to do everything uh, backwards that they're doing forwards. So I mean, uh, yeah. And then some people have the total package, and you just have to, <laughs> you just have to go out there and compete because some people are just really that that good. Uh, I, it's not been whole lot to just put fear in you, but um, some people just have, like, Odell is probably one of the guys that they, he has a total package, man. He He's quick, strong. Uh, he's explosive. Uh, he's quick and fast. Uh, he keeps in and out of his breaks extremely quick. Um, only person I can think of, I know that people ask me who was the hardest person I had to guard, and it was Marvin Harrison. And I, I hate to see how he was when he was younger. And I was I was yeah. a rookie when I was going against him. I was like, this dude is unreal. <laughs> He's unreal. So, and to be able to do it over a 10, 11 year span, I think he had about a thousand yards, over a thousand yards for ten straight years and nine straight seasons, something like that. Yeah. Eleven straight. Seasons. It was yeah. something crazy he said when I was there, and I was like, this dude. You have more respect for it, I think, as older uh, as you get in the league, uh, how good somebody yeah. really is. You know, you have a great appreciation. Like, wow. Some people have one or two years, but this, I mean, this dude, I mean, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, that's definitely a big name to throw out there too. Um, you've had your ups and downs in your career. Um, specifically, I would say your main downs were when you were injured. Uh, you had a left yeah. knee injury, you had a super injury, hammy. Um, yeah. But you still come out as a starting corner. You still came out as a Super Bowl champion. 
Tell us mm-hmm. what it's like to, you know, go from Alabama State. I mean, again, that's a that's a smaller school. Dealt with the injuries. You had adversity. You're able to over, overcome everything and still come out a champion. I mean, what is, what is that like? And is that, you know, how great of a feeling is that? You know, I love I, – listen, I love talking about ball because a lot of times uh, – I know it may sound crazy, but I kind of forget a lot of things because you're, you're so much – and engulfed so much of your life. And, you know, being mm-hmm. able to football, talk chalk with with other guys that love football, it helps you kind of like jog your memory. You know, I, I never really thought about it in those terms, uh, but you're right. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's kind of frustrating for me. Um, even GMs, uh, other coaches told me, man, you're, you're just so talented and it's it's hard when you're on good teams because there's a lot of good teams and uh, good players. And, and I know I'm, one of our coaches told us, he was like, man, uh, some of our backups could play probably 80% of the teams in the league could start. And it, it's frustrating when you're just as good and you know it or, or, and then you get injured and then you just have to, you know, it's that much harder with the, the politic-wise. If they have a first rounder or a second rounder there, you have to fight that much harder to to get out there. And you can't um, – not that you put pressure on yourself, but you can't have a bad day. You being – if you're not drafting the first two rounds, you can't have a bad day because their leash is a lot longer. They can get beat four or five times in practice and get a chance to get out there and, you know – um, build their own confidence up, you know, because if you get yanked out, your confidence kind of goes down. But they they won't do that to a first-rounder. They'll do it to, like, a, a fifth-rounder or a sixth-rounder. You you don't have that lease. If you get beat on a slant and a guy catches the ball, you, you might be coming out. That's just what it is. And uh, you don't get the chance to develop that way. So, yeah, just coming from that extent, just to, um, just now just thinking about that, you know, just coming through that mindset. And, and just like I said, I'm so blessed to to be a part of the giant organization and team is the great, great players that help and coaches help you help you develop. So, um, you know, looking back on that, man, it, it was great. Uh, it, it was a lifelong dream. And to do it with guys, being part of something, I think, bigger than yourself. And I've never been a part of something that was just that. It was just so much bigger than me. It was so much it was just about those guys in that locker room. It wasn't the next. It wasn't about the game per se, the Super Bowl. It was about those dudes in the locker room. And I know I hear. I know people think it's cliche, but like you said, it's the chemistry, man. We knew we were gonna win the game. Knew mm-hmm. we were gonna win all the playoff games. It's crazy to like people say it, but it's true. You just know going in, like, bro, we about to whip these dudes. Like, it's not even the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was no doubt. Uh, now, so again, you you you're a Super Bowl champion. Um, is that your favorite memory? What and if not, what is your favorite memory in the NFL? Um, yeah, I would have to say, uh, like I said, I don't like I said, it probably wasn't the game so much. It was the journey to the game. Right. It was uh, being part of something, like I said, bigger than yourself. Um, that that mm-hmm. feeling, that's probably the greatest greatest feeling because the the ring is just jewelry. I mean, not not too. Not to downplay it, but it's jewelry. It's what it represents, you know, and that those memories I have with those guys, no piece of jewelry or anything could ever replace those, you know. So, you know, I still talk to Kiwanuka, Jacob. I still talk to those guys, and that's it's just kind of something that's branded on your heart, if that makes sense. And I'm not trying to get all sappy, yeah. but it's just it's that's what it is. It's those memories of locker room and watching Hard Knocks last time. I usually don't. I never watched it, but watching Tampa, it is the first time I really just got to miss ball because I miss the guys. You miss going in there, yeah. working out before the games, and you you really got to miss that. That's what you really miss, uh, hitting with each other and making fun of each other, and you know, um, 
just going out there knowing you're going to win and working together. That's that's the that's the part you miss, you know. So, yeah, that was probably the best memory being able to share that with um, those guys and accomplish a goal that they've obviously was probably a lifelong dream for most of those guys and with their family and. Um, like I said, that organization's one of kind. You you got to know people's kids and wives and everything, so you got to share that. They they went through it with you, uh, so yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. You you've uh, you've bounced around the league. You've bounced around the league quite a bit. You played for a number of teams. You played for the Colts. You played for the Giants. You had two stints with them. You played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You played for the Dolphins. You finished out with the Cowboys, but then you went to the CFL. What's it like? Yeah in the CFL in comparison to the NFL? is it, What's the competition like in your experience when you compare your two experiences? I mean, you had all this competition in the NFL. People tend to kind of think of, you know, the CFL and, and football over, over in Europe as kind of secondary. But we've had some people on here that have played uh, overseas, Ted, mm-hmm. and, and they've told us that's, it's pretty competitive over yeah. there. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Oh, yeah, it's extremely competitive over there. I think I'll tell you this, a lot of guys in the NFL couldn't play there and vice, and vice versa. Um, a lot of the guys, you especially in that league over there, you have to be able to play in space. You have to be able to react. A lot of guys, I'm, I don't want to say certain teams, but there's certain teams in um, which, you know, in the NFL and college, they get protected by the zone schemes that they play in. And mm-hmm. what that league does, if you're on defense, it's hard for you to hide. Because there's so, it's, this field is wider, uh, the concepts are a little bit more. They're not better. They just there's more room to work with, so they can have you looking at so many different things. So um, there there is a lot of talented guys there. I think the thing that I think the biggest difference with that in the league is probably the the, the line, the defense and offensive line, and then the um, they just have more. Uh, and the NFL just has more depth, if that makes sense. It's kind of the same thing as 1A and 1AA. There's a lot of good players at 1AA, but in the 1A schools, like as you can see playing in the game, like, oh, how, how come, you know, Tennessee's not blowing his team out yet? They just don't have the depth. So, like, the first quarter may be close, second quarter, but by the third quarter, those teams just don't have the depth. And it's kind of like the same thing. You're going to have a good receiver up there. You're going to have some guys who really can make some plays and, and uh, go up and get it and some good athletes. But, you know, as far as the team as a whole, they just don't have enough of those kind of guys. Okay. Big D? You, you played on a pretty, pretty tough secondary when you played, uh, pretty, pretty stout defense. Um, and you talked about, you know, how exciting it was to do some hitting. You know, it's for a fact that I'm a big fan of defense. Yes, I love defense. I love, watching, I love watching these guys uh, really lay people out. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about your experience, you know, in preparation. You got you mentioned when you got to the NFL, it's kind of surprised that you guys got to hit, you know, kind of right away. Uh, you know, what was it like going out there, lining up against, you know, your teammates, lining up against some prolific receivers and, and knowing that you, you were about to get to level these guys? You know, <laughs> this, this was your time to sort of prove yourself. I mean, you mentioned that you were a fifth-round draft pick and you're competing against first-round guys. I mean, how much more of an impact? do you have to make as a defensive player uh, coming in out of the fifth round against some of these guys? I think that you – I used to have a saying, I just had to, you have to leave no doubt. Um, a lot of times it's difference between a first-rounder and sixth-rounder. A lot of times an eighth, seventh-rounder, I say eighth-round is for the free agents. It's not really much, to be honest with you. I think on TV people think it is. It's really not. 
Um, I've been on teams where the sixth rounder was way better than the first rounder. I mean, it was not even close. And but, but they they invested more money in the first rounder, obviously. So they have to put them out there. They have mm-hmm. to say good things about them. You're like, bro, why aren't they putting this other dude out here? He is killing. Like, <laughs> but that's yeah. just the, the business of the NFL, man. It's, it's some there's certain guys that probably people never hear of because they just didn't get the right opportunity or in the right system. But you know, with that said, uh, the biggest thing in the NFL, you have to compete the games. The practice is probably more important to the games. And every practice has to be a game-type atmosphere. And you have to compete. I mean, you have to compete at everything. And if you're not a competitor, you won't last in that league because uh, practice gets chippy. I know in New York, we were competing with each other as DBs not to, like, cancel each other out, but who's going to get the next pick? Who's going to hit this dude? Uh, you know what I mean? Who's gonna thud up the? You know what I mean? It was just yeah. everything became a competition. Who got who got the weight room in first? What'd you do in the weights? Well, I did this. I benched two seventy five for six today. Oh yeah. So you go in the what? <laughs> so you know you just it, everything is a competition. It becomes fun, you know. But that's that's what competitors do. You know, you turn it into competition. Even when we're doing jog or the stretch lines, it just I got to be first. You know, I guess. <laughs> So that just that breeds in the team, and that breeds when you're doing one on ones and everything like that. Uh, uh, just compete, competing, competing. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the I'm gonna ask the big question here. What's it like lining up across from Tom Brady, knowing that you've got <laughs> one of the most prolific passers in the NFL? <clears throat> he's been he's been lighting it up all season, and now it's your job to stop Tom Brady. Cause that, I mean, that's your job, right? I mean, you're the, you're the yeah. You got to stop these receivers that he's throwing against, and we we all know that Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning, these are guys that we talk about as far as you know, football like you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're some of the best. Right. Um, well, Tom, you know, it's just understanding their offense and what they ask Tom to do. You know, not to minimize his greatness, but you have to understand going into the game what they what they're asking to do. What is their objective with their defense? I mean, with their offense, excuse me. And what are you right. trying to do with him? Um, so I don't know. A lot of times you you so much think about Brady as much as you think about what they're trying to do. If that makes sense. I, like I said, I know people say that, but you have to go in a game. You can't be thinking about him. You know, you gotta make sure, right. like, hey, when they do these formations, what are they trying to do? What is what is what is the offense trying to do? They're trying to stretch you horizontally to get a favorable mismatch. And the thing that we had going for us with the Giants is because all our corners and uh, we're about six, one, all those about six, one, and we're long and we're all athletic and can run. And most of the Patriots receiver would probably be under five ten, except Edelman. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those guys couldn't really run with us. So we knew we had, had the size. We, we probably, we played a lot of press man on them. So we kind of knew what they were going to try to do with us. So, you know, the only thing with Tom is you know he's great great at two minutes because you know there's only so many coverages you can run during two minutes because you got to keep him from going uh, out of bounds. So, right, he's definitely a, a precision passer. Um, you definitely have to make things look the same um, because if you give him to give him a hint of something that looks different and you try to make it look like it's the same and it's not, he he'll tear you up. Uh, so you just. You definitely have to be disciplined playing against Brady, and I think I think you're I think that goes to another level when you're playing against Brady and Breeze, like you said, and Manning, some of those guys. You you have to focus on the little things. You have to make cover two look like cover four. You know what I mean? You have to make a lot of things look alike because if he notices anything, oh, he he's got you. I know that's how Peyton was. He got you, man. He 
I, I think Pay. I always say I think man, Pay. I think Payton's the best. I I I mean I I've seen this dude do things in practice and in games. It's like wow, bro, wow. Like he's 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 good, man. It's just really he's really good. And, and you know, we you you mentioned that you you kind of prepare for their game plan, and I was just about to ask, you know, what's it like game planning for Bill Belichick? Yeah, I mean. Because this is he's one of the best in the game at coming up with an offensive game plan that's going to work. There's there's a reason that Tom Brady has had the success that he's had. Uh, you know, there's a reason guys like Peyton Manning have the success that they had. The offensive schemes that they're in allow them to flourish. So what's that like knowing you're going to have to go up against not only a good quarterback, but a quarterback who's got a game plan drawn up specifically to undermine your game plan? Right. Um, I think you just have to be ready to counter. I mean, I think a good analogy is just like Floyd Mayweather. I mean, I think Floyd is uh, just a tactical person, and you have to be ready to counter, and he's always ready to counter. You, If you do this, you have to – they're a smart team, right? So you know they're going to do, you know, B and C if you do A. So knowing that they're going to do B and C because they see you doing A, what are you going to do next? And I think Coughlin and Belichick and some of these coaches that have success every year, they know what they're going to do next. So I think you just have to go into game plan knowing that. I think some coaches are like, oh, we're going to do this, and then they're going to do that, and they don't have any, like, you know, counter. So going mm-hmm. to Belichick, I think the biggest thing you know, playing the teams like that, uh, you can't make any mistakes. You can't give them the game. You have to make all your, you know, your disguises look the same uh, because they're, they're too smart quarterbacks. They're too smart. They're too smart up there. And you got to know what you did in the first quarter. You're not going to be able to do in the second quarter or in the second half. They're going to make adjustments. You got to be ready, and you just have to play. It comes back to fundamentals, cliche. Like I said, fundamental discipline football. Because at the end of the day, all that trick and gadgets, it's great, but it won't sustain you. Like you saw in the Super Bowl, it won't sustain you. Those big plays, you can't get worried about big plays. Those happen. But if you're running the ball consistently, you're fitting it up right. Eventually, it's going to happen. You know. So that's. That's, I think, when I take in, when we played against the Patriots, you just have to be on your stuff. You have to be disciplined. You can't give things away. Your eyes have to be in the right spot every play. Yeah, especially when you get in the playoffs, you know, playing the Packers and Rodgers. I think that by far my seven years in the NFL, that was the hardest quarterback to prepare for, I mean, easily. Um, um, Tom, was, <laughs> he's, he's great in his own right, but, I mean, and, I mean, they asked Peyton and Aaron to do more if that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of Brady's throws are between the numbers. You know, he's a lot of things over the middle. They don't really ask him to throw the long ball, like, outside the numbers. You know what I mean? You're not going to get that, like, consistently. But Aaron, I mean, he was so good inside and outside the pocket. I mean, that dude, uh, and he can get the ball there on timing uh, and pump fake three times and still get it there. So, I mean, you can't you can't practice that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you you bring up Aaron Rodgers, and you look at what Aaron Rodgers did to the Cowboys uh, in the playoffs last year. That Jared Cook throw, I mean, come on, how can you right. how can you stop that? It's just Aaron Rodgers you can't. being Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, you can't. Seen, well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, but not not just you know to to not show my bias, but I mean, you look at some of the throws Peyton Manning has oh, made. Yeah. Oh yeah, some of the throws that some of these quarterbacks can make. Uh, just any of them mm-hmm. uh, at any given time can – these are some of the best, best you know, IQ-wise, best football guys you're going to see. Yep. Uh, 
that's what they do. Yeah, you know, they, they're, that's their job is to put it right on right. somebody. At the, I mean, precision. They're they're surgeons with that. So I mean, yeah. it's kind of hard to prepare Surgeon. for any of it. It's surgical, bro. We always used to say that all the time. Like watching Drew, Drew, Aaron, even Tom. I think. The thing that makes them great as well, a lot of people don't think about, they can throw the ball from a lot of different platforms. They don't have to be, uh, you know, standing up tall in the pocket. They can throw a sidearm. They can right. you change their plane to the, their shoulder to get the ball off, and Tom does that great. Drew does that great. Aaron does that great. And I, actually another quarterback does not great. He just wasn't consistent as much with it, but Michael Vick could do that as well. A lot of, mm-hmm. lot of Vick and Rodgers could throw the ball from different planes. You could be around their feet. They can still get the ball there on timing. Because uh, they just had, I mean, an unbelievably, uh, unbelievably strong arm. Uh, I mean, and, you know, those um, Vic and sometimes Rod, they're just magic in that pocket, man. I mean, you, you think you yeah. got him. And I think people don't understand how big Rodgers is. He's not a little guy at all. And he's, yeah. he's a good athlete. So uh, the the fact that he can be on one hash, throw the ball to the lever hash while he's rolling, rolling opposite way and just still thread the needle. Uh, I mean, in practice, we said, I remember this, we – they had to blow the whistle after maybe somebody, after the quarterback had threw the ball, then they would have another quarterback standing and running around, and then they would blow the whistle, blow the whistle, and that meant for the receivers to keep running. And we practiced that. That's how we practiced it. You just had to be in shape. Because all of a sudden, you know, right. Jordy was a never – he's not like an explosive fast guy. He's like a build-up speed guy. So you have right. Jordy down, and all of a sudden he's breaking across the field, and he's about 6'2 and some change, and as he gets striding out, he can stride out. So then all yeah. that time is, you know, good ball beats great coverage every time. So all, all Aaron has to do is throw a good ball, which he does consistently anyway, and there it is. And then it's like, oh, my God, Jordy's so great. It was like, man, I was covering him for like six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, another you quarterback. Do with Aaron Rodgers. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, I was just saying um, that's just what you get with Aaron Rodgers. I was done. Gotcha. Um, you know, another quarterback uh, that you failed to mention. I hate to bring again bring my bias my, my bias here, but um, Big Ben playing. I mean, he can, I've seen him come up with some of the craziest plays too, and he just you know yeah. spent more in his younger days now. But he just would not go down, and it was so much fun to watch him play. Yeah, he was another one. Uh, that's another great offense, another great discipline offense, discipline players, um, very precise. All their guys, you know, Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always have a great tight end. I think they're just a well-balanced team, man. And uh, Ben has definitely a great command of that offense and great organization. And you could tell that, you know, people just yeah. do the right thing because they know where they're supposed to be. They're held accountable for that, and they just they just do the right things. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing, the Patriots, uh, the Packers, Giants, and, uh, and, you know, the Steelers. There's a certain teams every year you just notice they just continuously do the right things. <laughs> And right. yeah, Ben is Ben's one of those guys and he's definitely a playmaker. Uh he throws on timing, he throws he anticipates well, but when it breaks down, man, he he can he can do it. He can make the plays and you you just have to worry the the thing is I think the uh the biggest thing um with with the elite quarterbacks is they do the little things good all the time. It's hard to do it right. first, second quarter, fourth quarter fourth quarter then it spanned over three or four games and, and you give the NFL like eight games of film on you especially as a quarterback we're going to see how good you are after that um that's usually about six to eight games if they got that many games of film on you that's they got a pretty good sample size and the fact that those elite quarterbacks I even throw E in there man just because when mm-hmm. it's hard to be consistent in that league 
it's hard to be consistent. And people have years and years of film on you, and you can still be productive and still take away your throws, your weaknesses. They'll try to blitz your protections, blitz your formation, and be able to make those throws consistently. It's hard to do. So, you know, being after being in the league, well, you just have a greater pre- appreciation. You're like, man, that dude is good. The dude is good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely give respect where respect is due because it's not easy. Absolutely. Um, you know, before, I know Big D's got another question here, but Michael, I, I wanted to say something. We've had several, m- quite a few players come onto this show, and I'll be honest with you, I just, you know, and I haven't done this to any of the players we've talked to, you know, and again, there's quite a few, but I want to thank you for breaking everything down for our audience listening, because yeah. you, you are breaking everything down, and it's, and it's, and it's beautiful, and it's uh, a better <laughs> understanding of the, the, the common uh, you know, football watcher, the the average listener, or whatever, what have you. You know, it, you're doing a great job, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh I, man, I, I, hey, I love talking ball, man. So anytime, I yeah. appreciate that. I I I love the X's and O's. My dad's the coach. He coached with the Raiders. Both my brothers play college football, and I hey, I just I just love the game, man. And uh, I I I love talking about it. Um, I I love um, you know, talking schematics and and how it works because. When you understand something more, you I think you have a greater appreciation of what people do, and 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 I know mm-hmm. I know side note, but I, I worked out at IMG and just watching Serena Williams and a lot of the other athletes. Man, when you see how much work you they put in, you have no choice but to root yeah. for those guys. You're like wow, it, it, I mean, gosh, man, they they work hard. Like it's so much harder than I thought. Like <laughs> so, I, I just marvel at it when I'm down there and and watch all those great athletes do it. So. Yeah, man, I I love it. So I like you. I love it. Little questions, man. Keep it coming. <laughs> so I've got two questions for you. So I'll I'll ask the first one and then I'll ask the second one before you answer. But right. uh, the first the first question I've got for you, um, you know, one of the one of the key intangibles that I think coaches look for in the NFL. I think you you hit it, but I'd I'd like you to explain it a little bit more for our audience is vision vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, is an intangible that really, you know, you kind of just have to have it. It's that it factor, that that thing right. that you have to have to, be able to compete at this level. Uh, you, we, we mentioned the word surgical, and I love that word, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes down to analytics and, and piecing together a game plan. Uh, you have to be precise. Precision is key. Yeah. Uh, so I, want, I wanted you to address, you know, that, the importance of vision. But I also, we want to, we want to, we do this for our guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to ask you to join our Hall of Fame. We'd like to know: Would you be willing to give us a jersey from you? Well, what we're doing, Michael, is we ask every guest um, that is a former player or current player. We ask for a jersey from you. And the plan is uh, to get every jersey that um, every player gives us and frame it up, and then just give recognition to the people that come on, take time out of their day, and you know, talk with us and talk, have the audience listen to them. You know, we want to know. Would you be willing to, you know, give us a jersey uh, to? Oh represent yeah, you? of course, of course, man, of course. I'm always, I love, I love, uh, I love trading, man. <laughs> no, but no, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I definitely, definitely do that. Anything I can do uh, to help, uh, help people, man. I just want to learn more about the game. I'm always, always for that. Um, yeah, to answer your question, I think you probably can talk about vision all day. I don't think he, but I can try to break it break it down really quick. Um, I vision if that's the first thing in any any I would say defense that when I help sometimes the the, the kids eyes first. 
If you can't get a, a football player to be disciplined with his eyes, he can't make any plays. Um, you got to be right. looking at the right thing every single time, not half the time, not some of the time, but all the time. Um, even when you're playing press coverage, if, if you're not looking at the right thing, um, even when you're playing cover two, when you jam them, um, your eyes and your leverage are huge. Eyes and leverage kind of go together. Um, so that that is probably the number one thing because um, that's how usually you get beat. Um, like I was saying, when you're asking about the, the Patriots to be disciplined, and that that really means putting your eyes in the right spot. Um, knowing what they're trying to do is like if I'm keen on the tight end and, and, and say he runs like an out route right now, he runs out route, so I'm already anticipating <laughs> – for number one to run some type of in-breaking route. But I would never saw that if my eyes weren't in the right place. And some guys get beat just because they're bad leverage. As soon as you see that guy going out right now, you got to be thinking that. Or if you're the the backside corner, if you see the tight end going away, then that that's going to tell you what your receiver is going to do. You have to see, you yeah. got to key the quarterback out of your peripheral vision to see if it's a three-step drop, a five-step drop, seven-step drop. You get certain routes out of a five-step drop. You get certain routes out of a seven-step drop. Um, by his alignment, if he's inside the numbers plus, or he's outside the numbers, how many yards is he plus the numbers? See, plus three. What can he mm-hmm. routes can he run at a plus three with the ball in the opposite hash? That has all the things to do with your eyes, though. Right there in that split second, you have to be able to see that. You have to be able to play with vision. Is the back to you or is he away from you? Because you have to, mm-hmm. you know, first acknowledge what are your threats right now. If you're in zone, what is my threats right now? Um, if the formation's in the boundary, like that, it's a screen alert right now. You gotta, you gotta be able to anticipate those things. But that has a playing with vision, and it has to do with your eyes, putting your eyes there. Even if you jam a guy, where does your eyes go now? I think a lot of people uh, have trouble with. Soon as okay, he's this, this, that, and the third. Okay, now I got my hands on him. But now what? They drop their eyes, or they may look at the quarterback instead of putting their eyes on number two, like they should be. And that, not even that nanosecond in the league that gets you beat. I mean, it really does. That I mean, that a half, not even a half a step, because that's all the quarterback needs to fit the ball in there, you know. And it's not that you know you've seen the football; it's not very wide. <laughs> you don't even need a half right. a step for some to thread the needle, and that's that's it. And you're like, dang! And people are like, man, how the guy missed him? How he missed that? You know, that PBU? And it's really if you have your eyes take a half a blink the, at the wrong time and not discipline with them, it, it can get you beat. So the good teams, the good players they're able to put their eyes where they need to be consistently over a period of time, and that's usually how they win championships. Absolutely. Simple but hard. Uh, Michael, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Um, We obviously want to thank you for coming on the show, but before we let you go, we want you back on the show. Uh, I would like to see him around somewhere late October, November, um, to, you know, see where the Giants are at and see what, you know, have you give us our insight. Not just the Giants. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, man. Michael's thinking about a bunch of these teams. Absolutely, yeah. Um, oh yeah, so you, are I, I'm you watching them all. My fantasy at, at work, man. I'm I'm watching. I'm watching <laughs> really? close. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun for me now. I get to enjoy the uh, other side of the other of the coin now. So I I look <laughs> yeah. at it a lot different than some of the guys are. I love analytics. I'm an analytical guy, but uh, I look at it different. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at the analytics and just I look up the matchups. Me being an NFL, knowing that a team is a zone blitz team or, or, or like a, a man press team. It kind of helps me a little bit because you know where the ball has to go. You know what the other team, if they're a West Coast offense, kind of where they do. So that's kind of how I pick players. But I'm I'm all into it, man. It's, it's great. I scored 140 points last week, so I'm I'm, I'm excited for this week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're doing something right. That's for sure. Fantasy. Well, listen, Michael, we want to thank you. Uh, we'll stay in touch. And, um, we've got your number here on – on the line, would it be easier to just text you than uh, reach, reach yeah. out to you on that? On 
Okay. Yeah, that'd be easier, man. I'm, I know I've been kind of this the hurricane. We got some friends staying with us now, right. and uh, they have little kids. It's just it's been crazy. A lot of people, like I said, still I don't have power. So, yeah, man, that's the best yeah. best way to get a hold of me now. And yeah, hopefully, hey, the wedding's coming in two weeks. So after that, I think I'll be easier, man, to get a hold of. <laughs> not a not a problem, man. We appreciate you coming on and wish you and your family the best. And you know, stay strong out there. I know again, I know Hurricane Jose is on its way. Um, we want to make sure you guys are safe. We'll be saying some prayers for you guys. Yep. Hey, I appreciate Glad it. Uh, blessings to you and your family, too. Thank you. Thank you. Got a lot of love for you, Michael. Thanks for coming on, man. Take it easy. Hey, no worries. You guys be safe, man. God bless. Yep. yep thank you, too. Okay. All of our listeners, all of our viewers, that was sure. our, that was easily my, our, my favorite that interview. That was, that, was, that was great. Um, we're going to go to commercial break. So we're going to talk some more fantasy and stuff. We're going to talk some fantasy. we got a couple questions on here. So let's go ahead and go to commercial. We'll be right, be right back, guys. Attention business owners, website owners, events promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from Holmes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza, $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember... $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. 
part of the movie Unbreakable's filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. We are stuff. We are back live, Big D. We are. We're, you know, talking to our Facebook page, you know, all the we people uh, watching us uh, on Facebook Live. Got how many shares so far? Uh, five. Five. Yeah. And got almost 200 views. Yeah. Wow. Right. So we're doing really good, guys. Again, appreciate all the love and support you give us. We've got some fantasy questions get to answer. Doing. So here we go. Andy asks, LeGarrette Blount, Matt Forte, or Mark Ingram at your running back two spot. In my opinion, if you've got those options, it's got to be LeGarrette Blount. I know he's a little touchdown reliant. However, he is the true blue uh, running uh, number one running back, okay? Um, you look at Ingram, he's got to battle it out against Adrian Peterson and Alvin Kamar, who's getting a lot more um, play time than Peterson and Ingram combined. Um, you've got Matt Forte. It looks like Bilal Powell is actually going to be taking the running back uh, job Forte. He's getting more touches. He's getting uh, more play time. Uh, so you got to go with the guy that's getting more play time. Gives you the best opportunity to get more points. I agree. Uh, I like LeGarrette Blunt. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles have talked about it. They've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. They are going to emphasize the run this year. They yep. want Carson Wentz to be successful, and they know that part they of what it game. takes to make that happen is to, to, make, is to give the ball uh, to the running back. And we've seen uh, – you know, a lot, I know a lot mm-hmm. of people have talked about the possibility of sure. drop-off for LeGarrette Blount. We've yep. seen that he's a consistent rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can, he can, he's a workhorse back. Yeah. He can carry the ball 30 times a game if they need him to. Well, and last year he led the league in uh, touchdown, uh, running touchdowns. Yeah, he 18. did. So. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to say that uh, he'll duplicate the feat of rushing right. touchdowns. Right. But, uh, because there's so many weapons on that offense. But he's going to be a go. He's going to be a key facet of that offense, both in the passing and the rushing game. So LeGarrette Blunt's the guy you want to start. Yeah. Um, and the next question, and awesome, awesome, awesome's already commented and answered it. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Jordan Matthews, or Devontae Parker at flex? Listen, guys, uh, Devontae Parker at flex would be the 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 one I would go with. Alshon Jeffrey is going to get the most looks. He's going to uh, or the most. Um, coverage. He's going to be double covered uh, today. Jordan Matthews has been very subpar for the Bills. I'm actually very disappointed in Jordan Matthews' production. Yeah. Devontae Parker, we don't know quite yet. However, I, I still want to – he has more. You know, time. Jordan Matthews so far hasn't delivered, but I think uh, he's still, you know, working his way into that offense. I think – I do think that Jordan Matthews could be later down the line a good pick uh, fantasy-wise, uh, just simply because the Bills are going to have to rely on him, guys mm-hmm. like him and Charles Clay. But right now, I think Devontae uh, Parker's got the upside. Alshon has just got too many weapons around him. Uh, he's got tough matchups. Uh, you look at guys like Angelore, you look at guys uh, like Zach Ertz, who are favored targets by mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, and you just don't like the chances that Alshon Jeffries is going to get. Uh, I see David's got a question of Kenny Stills or Larry Fitz. Uh, I think you go with Larry Fitz. He's got, uh, he's got to play the Colts today. The Colts mm-hmm. played absolutely atrocious against the Rams. <laughs> I mean, it was embarrassing. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I hate to say it that way, but it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they generated almost no offense, and their defense did not pressure Jared Goff at all. Well, and, you know, I don't want to take away from Larry Fitzgerald either, but, you know, I understand why he's asking Kenny Stills because Kenny Stills is going to be looking, um, be looking at the deep threat. Yeah. You know, Jay Cutler is going to be yeah. going to throw him the deep ball. Um, but, again, Larry Fitzgerald is the number one option. 
the Indianapolis Colts defense is uh, less than less than subpar. It's, it's bad. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so Larry Fitzgerald's gonna have uh, have to be the guy. And there. I and I just have to say also, I think Kenny Stills also has a tougher matchup uh, than Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, the Chargers uh, are a little bit tougher. You know, the Chargers. You know, people people are looking at the game with the Broncos and they're saying, well, I don't know how good the Chargers defense is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to also remember that the Chargers defense kept them in that game enough that they almost came back and won it. Right. Um, they do have a very good secondary. Um, they, they have some injuries, mm-hmm. but their secondary is still nothing to scoff at, whereas we know uh, the Colts defensively, they don't know where they are. That and on top of that, you look at Larry Fitzgerald. He is the number one guy. He and Behind him, J.J. Nelson did okay. Uh, Jaron Brown didn't produce. John Brown didn't produce. Uh, so you look at behind, it, it's Larry Fitzgerald as the guy. Yeah, he's I think the guy. Stills, you've got uh, Jarvis Landry, and then you've got Devontae Parker. And don't forget Jay Ajayi, who's going to eat up a lot of the touches, yeah. both in the rushing and so, the passing game. So Larry Fitzgerald is going to be the guy to go to, you guys. Playing something. Um, let's see if we got any more. Oh, here we go. What's wrong with Andy Dalton? Why is he playing so bad with good receivers? Ted, Ted let me handle this. <laughs> David, get, get the cha-ching ready. you got to pay the big boys the big bucks. David. There's there's something there's something that you have to understand about about Andy Dalton. Number one, you got to pay the big boy. He's got really no good offense. Oh, he, he didn't hear that. Go ahead, try that again. You got you got to pay him the big boy. He doesn't have the offensive line uh, that some of these other quarterbacks have. But the other thing is, Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. There's mm-hmm. something that you can count on with Andy Dalton. He's gonna throw interceptions. Well, okay, hang on. But with, um, before, but with that. Andy Dalton has played well in the past. What's different this year, and it comes down to what, like what you said, the big boys, the big bucks. Their O line, we've said it on this show many times this offseason. They need to get O line help. They did not do that. Andy Dalton, therefore, is going to play bad. They've got AJ Green. They've got John Ross. They've got Tyler Boyd. Something else that I want to say, uh, you know, Andy Dalton. He to me, he he's a he's just a good quarterback. quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where people get this uh, idea that, you know, Andy Dalton is this amazing quarterback. Why mm-hmm. is he playing so bad? He's he's so great. Andy Dalton is not uh, – is, is terrible when it comes to turnovers. He turns the ball over quite a bit. Even when he did have decent protection, even when he did have a decent running game, mm-hmm. uh, one-two punch with Giovanni Bernard and um, Jeremy Hill, Jeremy Hill uh, he was still turning the ball over. Uh, you can say, yeah, it's an offensive line, but honestly – you know, in previous seasons, he's had weapons. Uh, he's he's had very little excuse to play the way that he has. It, it's going to be tough. Well, in fantasy, and I gave my buddy Rusty, uh, I had him pick up Andy Dalton when he was doing his draft as a backup quarterback, as Andrew Rodgers as his main guy. But I had him pick up Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton has been a top ten fantasy quarterback uh, the last, last uh, several seasons. Um, this year, we're not seeing that. And again, it it all comes down to being able to protect Andy Dalton. This, this is a great question right here, Ted. Mm-hmm. Bill Powell or Tariq Cohen? PPR league. Um, uh, I, Stephanie, I, I, I got to ask if that's for a running back uh, one or two or flex. Um, if you could comment back, that'd be great. But as far as it's flex, I like Cohen there mm. for sure. Powell, I, again, I think Powell's starting to become the number one guy. Um, Howard is the number one running back right yeah. now still for the Bears. However, Cohen's going to get do is the everything back. So, yeah, he's I mean, going to get touches. Running back number two, Ted. Running back two, okay. Um, I would honestly still be comfortable with Cohen. I, I'm fine with Cohen. He's he's going to get the catches. You know he's going to get the runs. I like Cohen, but I'm going to go with Powell. You're going to go Powell? Uh, I think, is that because he's on your fantasy team? Well, he is on my <laughs> fantasy team. But the reason I'm going to go with Powell is the Jets, they don't have a lot of weapons. It's true. They mm-hmm. don't. Uh, and below Powell, 
even though he didn't, you know, just set the world on fire in his first game, right? Uh, he still he still got more touches. He's he's going to be active in the passing game yeah. mainly because they don't have a choice. Yeah, there's nobody else. Uh, you know, yeah, we talked about Jermaine Curse. Uh, you know, kind of being an emerging threat, yep. but that he's still an unknown quantity. The Jets know what they have in Bilal Powell. They yep. know that he he can he can run the ball, and they know mm-hmm. that they can get the ball to him. What's, what, what, what's been our nickname for Bilal Powell, by the way? What, what's, what's your team name? Oh, my my team name's Boom Boom Powell. Boom Boom Powell. Um, but uh, <laughs> the thing is, he's got he's got the upside. It looks like Forte is on his way towards the bench. Uh, where I think he should be, uh, yeah. because honestly he's got a lot of miles on him. There's he's, been trade blocking this about yeah, him too. Yeah, he's been getting he's been getting hit a lot. He's kind of kind of starting to wear down, and we mm-hmm. see that more and more as running backs. You know, they get a lot of carries over their yeah. career start to happen. It's just something that happens wear and tear. Uh, but I like the little pal. Yeah. Uh, because he is going to be the number one guy. I think for me, I mean, it, either one, you're going to be. It, gonna I don't want right. to. I don't want to say safe, but you'll be okay. I think for me, it's the explosiveness, uh, explosiveness of Cohen, the ability to do all that he can do. Um, and again, in a PPR league, both backs are good because they can be they'll be a part of the uh, pass game. So, Ted, I had some questions this week that Uh-oh. I thought you and I could talk about. What's your question? Well, you know, I picked these key matchups. Sure. And I think we need to get into a little bit of this. You know, okay. these are these are going to apply to fantasy too, Ted. That's what's okay. great about it. Sure. Go ahead. So, first off, Ted, we got the Chiefs and the Eagles. We talked about this game. It's a mm-hmm. tough game to pick. Yep. Uh, we saw Kareem Hunt light it up against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Is Kareem Hunt the real deal? Is he going to be the guy for the Chiefs that's going to be, like, not just fantasy good, right, right. He, but I can, he, can he be the offensive weapon the Chiefs need to take that next step? Can he be the cowbell running back? Yeah. And the question is, I, I do believe so. Um, you know, it was only one game. Uh, one thing that the Patriots uh, lacked was the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a lot of injuries there, retirements as well. Um, so Kareem Hunt, really, it was a nice way to, for them to get him to get paved, and he didn't really come on until the second half of the game. Yeah. So start Kareem Hunt. I know the Eagles' defense is good, but I do believe Kareem Hunt is the real deal. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, the other question, how good is the Eagles' defense, Ted? How good is that defense? That defense is good. The, the, probably the worst spot on that defense is the defensive backs, and specifically the cornerbacks, not the safeties. Safeties are pretty good. Um, and then behind that, it would be the linebackers. Um, but this this Eagles defense has a good D line. Um, they have good safeties to help in the backfield. Um, if they're available in free agency for your fantasy team, you need to be picking them up. Key matchups. And again, guys, you don't have to set the world on fire every week with fantasy. You've got to win your matchups. You yep. got, break it down like a regular football game. Okay, I've got this guy against this guy. I've got um, I've got Big Ben against the Minnesota Vikings. Or on my bench, I've got Carson Palmer versus the Indianapolis Colts. Put Palmer. I know it's Big Ben, but put Palmer in there, guys. Be smart. Ben? Yep. Good question. Big question mark today. We talked about Vikings, Pittsburgh Steelers, sure. Sam Bradford. A lot of people started him. A lot of people had some success last week, mm. but he's questionable today. Well, I, questionable. I think the reason why a lot of people had success last week is because who he played the against. Saints. Played the Saints defense. Today, he's questionable because of his knee. That's not, that's not good. Yeah. Um, that's something you need to keep an eye on. If you've got a, a better option and a better matchup on your bench, take it. Uh, Sam Bradford should still do well today if he's healthy um, and stays healthy. But if you've got a better uh, matchup, take it. And, and here's the real question. Yeah. Sam Bradford had a great first game. Mm-hmm. People talked it up. Yep. Did Sam Bradford finally find a home with the Minnesota Vikings? And are they now contenders 
or are they still pretenders? Um, they're de- they were contenders last year. They went five and zero at the beginning of the season, um, and I was very critical of them. I said Sam Bradford's going to get hurt, and that's what was going to be their downfall. It was actually the opposite. Their defensive players got hurt, and yep. that was their downfall. Yep. Um, they're definitely contenders. They could be a playoff team. I don't think it happens yet. Um, and quite honestly, um, if you know, from what I've been hearing, touchdown Teddy has been healing very nicely, yeah, and yeah. hopefully we'll be back next year. And I'm and I'm hoping he gets the you're, job. You're a big you're a big fan of the touchdown. I'm a big I'm a big fan of touchdown Teddy. Yes. Uh, now, can the Steelers' offensive line mm-hmm. do what it takes to keep Big Ben safe from a very aggressive pass rush? <clears throat> and okay. can he? Can, can he and the, can he and he being Big Ben and the Steelers grab the brass ring in the AFC this year? Can they can they be the guys that take that next step? Now I know I know this is gonna this is gonna hurt you, Ted, because this is a bias here. Maybe yeah. you know shown a little I'll, bit. I'll, 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 I'll put my bias back. But but I, I need to know. People mm-hmm. are at, are wondering now with this with the Patriots losing their first game, the mm-hmm. Chiefs kind of being iffy now with their with their injuries on defense. The yeah. Raiders, yeah, we're not yeah. ready to buy yet. Uh, but are the Steelers the favorite now in the AFC, do you think? I, 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 You know, they had a rough game against the Browns, and I think if they play like that today against the Vikings, they'll lose. However, I think that was a good tune-up game for the Steelers. I think the Steelers come out on top today. And to answer your question about the offensive line, the offensive line is not going to pancake the Vikings defense every place. It's not going to happen. Um, but they can still do their job, give Big Ben enough time to throw the ball, Get it to Antonio Brown. Get it to Martavis Bryant. Let Le'Veon Bell um, get some good runs in. Um, they can do it. They've got the weapons. They've got the talent. They just got to again chemistry. They've got to mesh together. I mean, I think we both. I think we can both agree. This is a, this is a tough matchup mm-hmm. uh, for any offensive line. The defense. Sure. The defense for the Vikings is no slouch. They are they are tough, especially when it mm-hmm. comes to getting after the quarterback. Yeah. Um, um, there's a reason why they were able to get to Drew Brees so many times. And now to answer your question about can the uh, Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers uh, get the brass ring for the AFC Championship? Um, yes, they can. I don't know about the favorite, but they can definitely get it. Uh, we've, you know, we have them projected. Both of us, yeah. all yeah. three of us, with Austin included, have uh, the Steelers projected to go to the Super Bowl. They can definitely do it. They've got to beat the 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 monster that is um, the New England Patriots. Um, they've got a tough road ahead of them. But they can do it. They've got a great team. They've got a young, um, talented defense. They've got a very talented offense. They can get it done. Ted, yeah, we we we've got we've got a big big thing. You you picked the Cowboys this week. I did, and and you seem pretty confident. Can Dak attack and Elliott score against the top defense today? Are they yeah. going to be able to get it done? Yeah, I I really think they'll be able to get it done. Um, it, it is at mile high, and it is hard to win there. However, um, this offense is very potent. Um, the defense on the Broncos side is very potent as well. However, when you've got Ezekiel Elliott, when you've got a good offensive line that the Cowboys do, it's going to help. It's going to give Dak time. It's going to be able to let the, you know, if the play breaks down, you can trust Des Bryant to help you out. You can, he's going to rely on Cole Beasley, Jason. Win. It, it, they can win this. Follow-up question, Ted. People have said that, and I've heard this a lot, people mm-hmm. have said that the only reason that the Cowboys were really that good last year was because of Ezekiel Elliott. Is Dak Prescott an elite quarterback? Is this the year that he has to show it? that he's an elite quarterback. Well, yeah, this is the year he has to show it. You have to show it almost every year. But on top of that, last year he was Offensive Rookie of the Year. I really think that should have went to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Zeke was a huge factor in um, Dak Prescott's success, and that's why Dak brought Zeke up on stage with him to rec- recognize uh, Zeke. Um, yes, he's got he's to play very well this year to be considered elite. I don't have him considered elite yet. He's a good quarterback, but I don't have him elite yet. 
um, we saw Trevor Simeon really surprise everybody. He didn't throw, you know, it, it's sort of been his trademark, make mistakes down the field. Yeah. Didn't do it this week. Didn't do it this last week. Right. He, he did just enough to give his defense a chance. Can Trevor Simeon do that consistently, Ted? Can he do just enough? For the Denver Broncos defense to put them in situations where they can win games, I'm not. I'm not going to hold my breath on him being consistent and playing consistently well. Last year he wasn't very consistent. Um, that was the problem I had coming into the season with the Denver Broncos was the quarterback play. And again, the Denver Broncos, in my, in all honesty, is one quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contending team. A really good, you know what I mean. Yeah. When, when Peyton Manning was there, they were Super Bowl contenders. Um, Trevor Simeon. He's got adversity to play against. He's got he's got stuff, you know hills to climb. Um, the Cowboys defense isn't that good today. It is possible for the Broncos to win. Um, I just think the Cowboys offense is just going to be is going to score more than the Broncos we've said, offense. We've said defense wins championships. True. Dad. True. Is the Broncos defense good enough to win them games this year? Are they good enough? to maybe carry the Broncos through some of the some of their yeah. tough matches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the defense can definitely carry the, the, the entire team. However, your offense has got to score some points, too. Right. They did that with the Chargers last week. If they're going to win today, they, the offense has got to score points. Well, one thing I can tell you, I did pick the Broncos last week, but here's one thing I can definitely tell you. You cannot allow yourself to have such a lead uh, fall away. Yeah, so one, exactly. one thing one thing that we definitely have to keep an eye on with the Broncos is once they get ahead, yeah. can they stay ahead? That and think of, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good point because now they're going to have the Cowboys have that game. But what did Phil Rivers do? Yeah. Against that defense in the last four, in the fourth quarter of the game? Yeah, absolutely. They're going to attack it like that. We've got a battle of two teams that lost Week One, Ted: New England and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about it a little bit. Sure. But who's going to bounce back? Who? No, not just who will bounce back. Who has to bounce back this week? Who must bounce back this week? <laughs> I know you gave the stat earlier about the New England Patriots. You know, they start, last time they started 0-2, they went and won the Super Bowl. However, the Patriots have to bounce back. Their defense is a little shaky right now. I don't want to say it's bad, but it's a little shaky um, because of their de- defensive front. Uh, Dostoy Hightower being out for the game. That's, yep. the, that's, their, that's their Mike linebacker. That's their general um, but Tom Brady needs to come out today. He needs to, you know, this this Patriots team needs to bounce back. The New Orleans Saints, we were, we weren't expecting the New Orleans Saints to go anywhere this year. No, no. Uh, I know that to them, that's a little bit of a rough call. They're expecting Super Bowl. Obviously, every team expects Super Bowl. They want they want that championship. But yeah, you look at their division. You look at team, you know, you look at Carolina, who's looking like yeah. the team they're supposed to be. Right. Uh, you look at Atlanta. Yeah, they had a rough start against against Chicago, but. You got to know. I mean, Matt Ryan, MVP. Yeah. You know. Uh, you look at Tampa Bay. They look like a team on the rise. Yeah. It's a tough division. Well, and um, you look at the the division with the Patriots. So let's say the Patriots do lose today. They go own two. Well, um, the Bills do have a win. Yes, they do. They do have one. So they'll still be up on the Patriots. Even if they lose, even if the Bills lose today and the Patriots win today, it's still, the division's tied. Yeah, they have to win. They have to start getting the W's on their um, oh, yeah. on their schedule. Uh, not to mention the Miami Dolphins will be playing today. They look like a uh, playoff contending they team. They do. They look tough. I like uh, this question. These are good. Uh, I've got another. Oh, hang on. There we go. Get, get her got, Yeah, there we go. I've got another. Uh, with both teams battling injuries, suspensions, yeah. and missing key pieces, Ted. Which team do you think has the best chance of persevering through it all? I mean, we've seen we've seen that Drew Brees can overcome adversity. Sure, uh, we've seen him do 
a lot with with less. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of those quarterbacks you look at and, well, I don't have a lot of weapons. But yeah. we've seen that even though they lost to the Vikings, he still put up points. He got his. He got his numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the cupboard's starting to look a little bit bare. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is looking is rough. Uh, he doesn't have the defense that's going to put him in a lot of positions where he right. can get those opportunities. Right. But he still has Gronkowski. He's still got a decent running back. He's still got Chris Hogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who who is it, do you think, that can overcome this adversity? Because, there's, I mean, these two teams are facing a lot of problems. I mean, Willie Sneed's out. Um, you know, defensively, the Saints got a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. suspensions on mm-hmm. both. You know, you know, it's a tough situation for both teams. So, in other words, it's the, que- the question is who's going to come out on top today and who overcomes that adversity. Yeah. Um, really, again, I, I have the Patriots winning today. Um, and mainly because, yes, the Patriots' defense is the cupboard's bare in that, in that aspect, um, but we know the Saints' defense ha- is always going to be bare, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Their defense isn't that great. The Patriots' offense has more weapons than the Saints' do. You know, as much as Julian Edelman was an asset to that team and we're realizing that, they still have the they still have weapons. They have Chris Hogan. They have Danny Amendola, Rob Gronkowski. Okay, but you know when it comes down to the the Saints, well, actually, I don't think they're going to have Danny. Danny under concussion protocol. Right, he's under concussion protocol. But at the same time, they still have him. Yeah, he's not going to he's not out all year yeah. as of yet. But again, I think when you when it break when you break it down, Tom Brady has more weapons. Tom Brady's going to get the W tonight. Um, David's and, got a question. Yeah, Brees or Rogers? I mean. Either way, you're going to be solid. Either you're be way, set. you're going to be solid. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if if I had to be real honest, I would go with Breeze. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rodgers has to go against the Falcons. Uh, we we know how tough that defense is. Yes, the Brown, Yes, the Bears don't have a super high-powered offense. But keep in mind, they were still held under 20 points, uh, and the Falcons didn't really play that well in that game. Yeah. Um, um, so if they're still, I mean, when you don't play well mm. and you still hold your opponent to under 20 in the NFL, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think Breeze has got the better matchup. I think, again, I think either way you're going to be safe, David. I think both are good options. Um, Drew Breeze, phenomenal quarterback. Aaron Rodgers just comes up with the craziest plays that you'll, you'll ever see sometimes. Um, so, for me – he could pick Breeze. I'm happy with either one, to be honest. I mean, I'd love to have either one, but honestly, I who's going to get you the most points? I think um, Breeze is going to get you the points today. Well, and the thing is, I think for me, I think it's Rodgers because, of how, again, it comes down to weapons. Who does Rodgers have? True. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. They, he's got a lot. And then Martellus Bennett at tight end. I, li- I like the matchup for, I mean, Atlanta's defense isn't bad. It's not phenomenal, right? It's not, tr- like, elite. It's not Minnesota Vikings, but. They, uh, Rogers has a lot more weapons. I gotta go, Rogers. I mean, I can see what you're saying, but yeah. I, I do disagree. I think the I think the Falcons' defense is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think they're still pretty tough. They, it remains to be seen whether or not they'll be as good as they were a year ago. But uh, let's face it, uh, the last time these two teams met, it was not it was not a good matchup for the Packers. Mm-hmm. The Packers do not play well historically uh, when they're opening the stadium. They're mm-hmm. doing that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't play particularly well. When they have in that situation, um, so I don't like you the matchup for Rodgers. Yeah, I got threes. What is it? And I gotta ask because I can't remember. Is it the is it at, at the Saints or at Foxborough? Uh, Patriots. I, you know, I can't remember. I think it, I think it's I think it might be at uh, Foxborough actually. Yeah. Um, then I definitely got the Packers in. Uh, I mean, honestly, well, I mean, the thing, the reason that I pick against them this week uh, for that is, you know, it's just a tough matchup for the for the Packers. They don't. 
They don't play well in that situation. Um, let's take a let's double check that. Let's, let's make sure. But it's not, actually, I think it might be at. Yeah, it's at it's at the it's at Superdome. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's at it's at New Orleans. So, That'd be good. Uh, you know, that'd be good. Brady Brady does doesn't play bad. Yeah. Uh, doesn't play bad in in domes. Doesn't play bad. Period. Doesn't usually, usually play bad. Period. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can tell you this: if Brady doesn't throw for a touchdown this week, I don't. Uh, you yeah. know, I don't know. Uh, you you might have to reevaluate uh, the Patriots altogether. Um, okay, we need to get to our NFL buzz, Big D. Yeah, we forgot about it. that. Kenny Vaccaro is being shot from the trade block by yes, the Saints. Another thing. Um, that's one of their stud safeties. I know he gets hurt a lot, but, again, that could be a big deal. Uh, could be a big deal. Uh, David Johnson has injured his wrist, in case you guys haven't heard, of course. Uh, he will requ- require surgery. Uh, the Cardinals expect David Johnson to be out two to three months, and as of now, the Cardinals are expected to turn to a running back committee uh, featuring Kerwin Williams, Andre oh, Ellington, and uh, Elijah Penny. The Cardinals also signed DJ Foster of the New England Patriots practice squad, as well as bring back veteran running back Chris Johnson. Um, Hopefully a handcuff. Well, I mean, um, again, it's good to pick up Kerwin Williams, but kind of keep an eye on it. If he doesn't play very well today, they may rely on Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson might. knows this offense already. So keep an eye on that, guys. J.J. Watt, guys, this is a great story. Yes, it he is. has raised over 37 – he has raised a total of $37,097,248 in his Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund. Phenomenal. Uh, I know he's closed it now. He's, he's raised a ton of money. Um, it's all given back, you know what I mean? We, you know, take, taking care of one another, and JJ Watts trying to do his part. You know, this is I, I just want to go ahead and say it. JJ mm-hmm. Watt has done a phenomenal job, yeah, uh, raising all this money for these people. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he's shown in the past that he's really all about, you know, the fans and giving back to his community. The city, but yeah. uh, this is this is unprecedented. I mean, yeah. this is a tremendous yeah. amount of money yeah. uh, to raise for the people of Hurricane Harvey. So. Congratulations to J.J. Watt for mm-hmm. raising that money. And, guys, definitely keep following him. Yeah. They're, they're, this is a huge rebuild effort on their part. There's a lot of people without homes, a lot of yeah. devastation down there. So keep, keep, keep it those on, people in your thoughts. That and keeping the, the people in Florida in your thoughts. They just they got hit with Irma. Now they're going to probably get hit with uh, Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. Or Jose, Harvey, yeah. uh, Jose, excuse me. Um, um, next up, guys, Cincinnati Bengals have fired offensive coordinator Ken Zampisi, and they've promoted quarterback coach Bill Lazor as the offensive coordinator. What does this mean? Well, since the Cincinnati Bengals have failed to score a touchdown in their first two games, they've only scored nine points in eight quarters of football. Um, Ted, Ted, well, important, hey, go ahead. important stat, what? by the way, the Bengals, this is the first time that a team has failed to score a touchdown in back-to-back home games yep. since 1939 when the Philadelphia Eagles failed to do it. Well, and, you know, I, that's, I get a, that's crazy. I, I know a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans, and I get a pretty good sense of how it's going, uh, how the fans are feeling. Um, they're all very upset right now. I would they, they are ready to have Andy Dalton's head. They're ready to have Marvin Lewis's head. And to be quite honest, if Marvin Lewis doesn't produce this year, which it doesn't look like is going to happen, I think he's gone. I think, I think this is Marvin Lewis's last year with Cincinnati. Yeah. And honestly, uh, the way it's looking, if Andy Dalton throws – you know, keeps playing the way he's playing, Yeah, it might be his last year, too. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Cincinnati on the Sam Darnold trade towards yeah. the end of the year if it continues. You know, my buddy Lance Ursham, who um, joined us earlier on the um, Facebook Live, 
he is a big Bengals fan, and he's very upset with what's going on right now. He said, dude, we just suck. You know, we're not going to go anywhere this year, which I agree with. He asked me, he said, what would you do as the GM? I thought that was a great question. That's that a great question, yeah. First thing I would do is be getting rid of Marvin Lewis. Um, I know the Sorry. I know Brown, the owner of uh, the Bengals, loves Marvin Lewis for some reason. In, a, it's, it, in this league, is so crazy because you've got guys like Marvin Lewis who still have their job, and guess what? Jim Harbaugh got pushed out of San Fran when he took his team to three cool. NFC championships and a Super Bowl. And good luck getting them out of Michigan at this point. Yeah, I mean – then you've got then you again you've got a guy like Marvin Lewis who gets to the playoffs and then they burn out and then now who's starting out zero and two it's probably going to be a, an abysmal season for the Bengals. Yeah, you know I believe the last time also by the way the last time the Bengals went zero and two to start the year they finished four eleven and one. Wow. Uh, so uh, that's you know if there's any if there's any indicator of what's on the horizon for the Bengals is that if I were GM Marvin Lewis wouldn't still be my coach. Yeah, exactly. Um, at this point. As far as it goes with Zampezi, honestly, at this point, you know, Zampezi being removed, if you can't score points, you can't score points with yeah. the offense they've got, you know, maybe maybe you go in a different direction. I'm not sure firing Zampezi right off the bat was the right idea. I think I would have fired Marvin Lewis, well, to be honest. Well, I mean, like I said, the Brown, the owner, yeah. knew – Bengals fans were very upset. He yeah. knew heads were going to roll. Something wasn't going to happen. Um, and I think this is one of the, you know, rea- his reactions. To, to start this season, the Bengals to finish dead last in this division. Yep, so did I. Uh, and the major reason why I did that was because I was not confident in their offense. Right. Um, you look at their division that they're in. Yep. Every team in their division but them took a step forward in the draft. <laughs> every single one of them. Uh, it's crazy to see us in a situation where we're talking about the Browns taking steps forward in yeah. the draft. Uh, we're talking about the Steelers not not just you know being strong, you know not just being good, but reloading. Yeah. Re- I mean they're they're not they're not just good. I mean they're going to be good for a while. A while. Uh, and then you look at the Ravens. I mean we knew their defense was going to be good, but if Flacco plays one iota as good as he played in game right. one. Right. Uh, you know, there's no chance that the Bengals are even going to win a divisional game. Well, and the thing is, too, is I mentioned this then I mentioned this this off season, and that is if they don't address this offensive line, they will be a top five draft pick. In other words, they will have one of the worst records this yeah. season, and it's looking like that's coming to fruition. Right. Uh, breaking news, Ted. Case Keenum starting. With that being said. The Steelers are going to win this football game. Oh, Ted, you just calm down. You just calm down. Uh, you know, somebody's very excited here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I, I said Sam Bradford was questionable for today. Uh, glad that Austin was able to get back with us mm-hmm. on that. He went and checked on that for us. Uh, appreciate you, Austin, doing that. Absolutely. Case Keenum starting today for the Vikings. You know, Case Keenum's a good quarterback. It's not bad, but he's not uh, – he, he, he hasn't started uh, for this team yet that I, you know, this season, um, he's, he's got a tough matchup against the Steelers. Uh, he's got that freak of nature lining up across from him, that monstrous uh, TJ Watt, right. who I would not want to be on the other end of if I was a quarterback, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, that's, you know, if you guys have Sam Bradford, uh, it's time to start looking at your secondary quarterback options. Ted, we had another fantasy question right there. And I'm glad this is brought up. Um, would you start Howard? And I'm going to assume 
Or is that Jordan? Jordan Howard. Yeah. Jordan Howard. Yeah, he's talking about running back. Okay. Um, not O.J. Howard. Okay. Um, or Buck Allen. Um, right now, um, Paul, it's a great question. Um, it's going to be Jordan Howard if you're going to start either one of them because Buck Allen is not going to be the, the true blue no, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. It's Terrence West right now. Um, I know Cohen is threatening Howard's draft stock. It's 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 not looking good for uh, Howard. Uh, but there owners, are just but... so many other places on the field for Cohen to exactly. be. Exactly. Uh, Cohen is Cohen has already been touted as the new special teams guy. He's going to be the return man. Right. Uh, he's going to be looking at uh, pass packages mm-hmm. from the backfield. Jordan Howard, right now, he's you know things are looking a little shaky with his draft stock, but. He's still he's still a bulldozer. Yeah, he's still going to get touches. Yeah, he's still going to get his, the run game touches. Um, but Buck Allen being behind Terrence West and as good as the game yeah. Terrence West had last week, yeah, you got to go with Howard right and now. I he's mean, safe. and and I mean, you look at the Ravens; they're pretty committed to giving Terrence West as many touches as they can. So yeah, you got to like his chances. Listen, guys, ton of stuff we went over. Yeah, a, a ton, a ton, a lot of football. Week two, love having uh, football being on. Um, I love the breaking news about Sam Bradford being out. Not that he's hurt. The fact that we got oh, the you, breaking oh, news. Oh, you love it. No. You love it. No. Um, <laughs> it, it, it makes it favorable, more favorable for the Steelers, but I'm saying, like, Austin, bring us that breaking news. We can break yeah, it Yeah, it in. is appreciated. Yeah, very nice. Um, guys, if you're still questioning your fantasy picks, there's a great article up, Ted. Yes, play them or – Play them or bench them. Yep. And, and uh, you can take a look at that. On our page. On our page. Yep. It's still up there. Also, feel free to hit us up on Twitter if you have questions during during the games as they start. Yeah, and you can you know what guys, you can also still comment on our Facebook page. We will um, answer the comments. We will we will answer. You can message us on Facebook, Twitter, any any social media. We're out we're out there, guys. Yep. If you have fantasy uh, questions, ask us. We're more than willing to to help out. Uh, again, we want to thank you for all listening and tuning in. Adam yeah. the Facebook live video blew up today. Yeah, it did. We will see you guys next week at 9 a.m. Get back here. We want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. We just beat ESPN on on the Case Keenum news. We beat ESPN. ESPN just released it right after we did. There we go. See you guys. Breaking news. We're going to bring it to you if we can bring it to you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.